just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 35 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Carly and I've seen One Tree Hill maybe four or five times. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode 13, The Hero Dies in This One. Here we are, Season 2, Episode 13, The Hero Dies in This One. The episode that broke the hearts of Neely fans everywhere, when Haley decides to go on tour with the pathetic poser himself, leaving Nathan and Dom devastated. Lucas shocks Karen by announcing that he wants to move in with Dan, straining his relationship with Karen and Nathan. Meanwhile, Brooke starts her presidential campaign, and Peyton and Jake's friendship grows stronger. Keeping up the appearances. My half-brother. My half-brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's gank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pair. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it. Because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free! Yeah! One, two, three! Ravens! Ravens! So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 13, The Hero Dies. In this one, Dom, we are here. But we are not alone because we are here with Carly. Carly, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. Dom, my man, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Excellent for seeing your face. It has been a minute (laughs) because last time I saw you, Dom, we were rudely interrupted by a third wheel of Barbara Allen Woods. How dare she get in between our conversation? She stuck in, she snuck in, sorry, before me. She was like, I'm going to have this conversation first. You can join later. Rude. You missed nothing. Nothing. (laughs) No, you missed everything. It was amazing. But you'll get to hear it in like three and a half years time. We will listen to it. watch it together on the plane on the way to wilmington in 2025 carly are we going to see you there in 2025 absolutely (laughs) is that sincere because i'm I'm... okay okay well carly let's let's talk about you so one tree hill it entered your life at what time like when did you watch it for the first time i watched it for the first time when i was in high school and then I watched, and then at some point, I think when I was in high school, I watched it again, and then I kind of didn't think about it for a little bit, um, and then later in my life, I was like, oh, 
let's go back and watch. But I will say I've seen season two probably the least. I, I don't think I I don't think I've rewatched it maybe since the first time. That's really crazy. I mean, it's not crazy to me because I get it because it's season two. Hashtag season two. But it's crazy to me that someone can rewatch a show and just skip a season. Yeah. No, I probably didn't skip the whole season, but I definitely skipped choice episodes. And I think this was probably one of them. Wow. Okay. Well, and to flip it over to Dom. Dom famously, famously on the podcast that no one's heard because we haven't released it yet. <laughs> skips skips um the first couple of the seasons of Star Trek the Next Generation um for some of the same reasons. So Dom, you're you're okay and comfortable to skip seasons in shows. Yeah, I mean with with Star Trek it's not as linear and the story doesn't storylines don't necessarily follow the same. So you can kind of do that. As long as you know who the characters are and, and how they've got to where they are, it's kind of fine. So I'm sure with people that have seen One Tree Hill all the way through uh, are quite comfortable with where they are at, you know at it and they can just go to you know pinpoint episodes or go to a season that they're they're happy with we get a lot of feedback about season two yeah. being not a great one so i'm i'm, I'm a bit worried <laughs> about what's to come but hopefully like season three will just be tens all the way i do think it's a good season i think it's good tv you know what i mean like i think it's enjoyable to watch the first time but i just i don't know i, I don't think it's a a fun season to rewatch because there's just a lot of feels like everybody's stressed as the, in this episode. Not enough YT, yeah, right? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though we did see some YE in this episode. He was back today. Well, I say today. I watched, I rewatched it again today. But I'm, I'm always happy to see YT. Of course, we know, we all know you are. I'm, I'm waiting for you to show up here with a shaved head and. Uh, <laughs> polo shirt just really embracing it just going for it or just show up with barry corbin mm. that would even better in full <laughs> in, in full cowboy attire uh well carly what about your favorite season like which one sticks out as your favorite i think season four is my favorite season it's a which classic I, choice i haven't heard i haven't heard that many people i feel like say a lot of season three is i've heard on the podcast but yeah i really like season four I think a lot of people go with the, oh, it's the three or four, but I'll go with three. But that kind of like period of the show, yeah, I can't wait to find out which season is going to be Dom's favorite. Uh, from if I was to guess, this is we haven't done this before. If I was to guess, I'm going to say that Dom Dom's favorite seasons are going to be in order one, three, four, nine, five. Six, two, seven, eight. Someone needs to write that down because we're going to forget that. <laughs> Even though it's recorded, we will never ever remember that sequence of numbers. It's so like <laughs> just trying to work that out of my fingers. I am pretty sure that's what my order would be. So I'm just assuming that it would that you'll think similar. But um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm. Season seven and eight are going to be. There's going to be some times in there that are going to be testing. I think. But who knows? <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Carly? Of like those late without giving anything away, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't done my spoiler pledge yet, but without spoiling anything, I I actually I don't mind seven and eight. I just think you have to take them for what they are. It's just like you just I don't know. 
Well, let's see that hand right now, actually. That's what I say say about Star Trek. You just got to take them for what they are, get them out of the way, and then get to the good stuff. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah, just, I don't know. (laughs) They're they're a little bit different, but I think it's fine. Just, you know, a little more one tree hill. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carly, we would like to see the palm of your right hand. And, uh,. I think, in fact, we're going to have a pledge now, you know, like a repeat after me kind of situation. Um, so this is how I'm just just going off the top of my head now. This is how it's going to go. Um, so I duly understand that the colonel, please repeat. I duly understand that the colonel has instructed me to not spoil Dom for anything to do with One Tree Hill has instructed me not to spoil Dom for anything of One Tree Hill. Beyond the episode that we're covering today. Beyond the episode that we're covering today. I am going to tell all of my friends. (laughs) I am going to tell all my friends. That have iPhones to go to iTunes. That have iPhones to go to iTunes. Go to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, hit five stars, write at least 50 to 60 different words, including lots of adjectives that are incredibly positive about the podcast. I don't think I can say all that, but I <laughs> I agree. Dom, do you accept? I absolutely accept. And I'm sorry about that, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. Final final two questions. Who would you say your all-time favorite character is? I think Brooke. I, I, it's Brooke or Haley, but I would say Brooke. Okay. And Dom, so far, if you had to answer that question and what you've seen, taking Whitey out of it, because that's the obvious question, of like the core, adults or, you know, take put Whitey to one side, who would yours be? Um, I've got a top three. Okay. Um, which would be Dan, Nathan, and Brooke, and it sort of interchanges between the three of them. So we haven't seen much of Dan, so I kind of take him out. So it's kind of between Nathan and and Brooke. Haley's out. She's out for me until she redeems herself. Somehow she is gone. <laughs> she will not even make top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is gone, right? She left. She did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Carly, what is your what is a bad film that you love? Um, a film I'm gonna. I don't know if you've ever heard of Crossroads with Britney Spears. Yeah, with Britney Spears. I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> I just did. I watched it when I was really young. I had older sisters, and it was. I just always loved it. I watched it with a group of uh, 11-year-olds, uh, boys, and uh, we all went to the cinema together. It was one of the first times of like, going to the cinema without parents, and it was to see Crossroads. So, Just, just to confirm, you were also an 11-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to put that out there, disclaimer, Simon was of age as well. <laughs> it was actually a re-one. It was only a couple of weeks ago. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. That, that's, that's, that smells like blue peril right there. <laughs> Cutting room floor. Covered in that mess. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, I remember. But yeah, okay, that's good. Have you seen? So, are you, have you seen it recently? Is this something that's in rotation still? I've probably I've seen it like in the last five years, but not that recently. But yeah, excellent. Dom, give us another choice. You've given us some before, but every week I need a new one. Oh God! If if I knew that, I would have actually thought of one. Um, I'll buy you some time. Um, did I? I don't know if I've used this one yet already. Uh, but the Flintstones with um, John Goodman, Rick Moranis. I love that movie, and it's like slated critically. It's, it is. It is pretty trash, but it's got like that special place, hasn't it? Oh yeah. And it's like, I remember, I remember the day going to see it in the cinema with my dad and then like begging him to take me to McDonald's afterwards so I could get like the Happy Meal toy. And then I remember driving to my Uncle Dougie's. Do you remember Uncle Dougie, Dom? I do, yeah. <laughs> oh, Uncle Dougie. Uh, well, there's, <laughs> you know how everyone has like that, like uncle or cousin that's, you know, potentially a criminal. It's my Uncle Dougie. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, not a criminal, lovely guy. Um, but yeah, he um I remember driving, we went to like his house afterwards, um, on like a Sunday family kind of thing. I remember my dad asking me like what was my favourite scene and all of these sorts of, you know, good time memories. So it's more like for that. Um yeah, what's yours, Dom? I mean, we covered the Super Mario Brothers on the podcast once on the Mighty Nineties, and that is a a pretty awful film but actually it holds <laughs> like a, a sort of special place as well but I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't tell anyone to watch it i'd just say just if if you remember the time watch it if if you don't don't bother us kind of it could, it could be totally erased from from all movie like history and no one would really miss it or forget it would they except us except <laughs> us yeah we'd be the only ones but yeah, I think I'll go with that for now. I'll I have to think of some more. I need to create a list just for that segment now. Uh, sadly for me, I can literally just look around at what at the DVDs and Blu-rays that are on my shelf, and a lot of them will fit into that bracket. But... I mean, I I have Star Trek one. I could track out a Star Trek one straight away. There's a film called Star Trek Generations, which is um, it's kind of a, a film that I like and holds a lot of nostalgic memories for me, but is pretty dreadful. But yeah, there you go. But I'll think of I'll think of more. Well, that and that's what it's about. It's like the memories that are um, attached to it, isn't it? That like gives you that feeling. Um, well, Carly, last question before we get into One Tree Hill, and this is important. Like I feel like I can gauge and judge people's character off of this question. What would you say, in no particular order, are like your top five TV shows of all time? I thought about this and then I kind of forgot coming leading up to the podcast. So um, I'll put One Tree Hill is definitely on the top five. New Girl. I don't know if you've watched that. Oh, New Girl's brilliant. I, I suggested to Simon ages ago we should podcast that because it's so funny. I love Nick. Mm-hmm. And Nick, Nick would be like my spirit animal. <laughs> see that. No, that's a great show. Um Parks and Recreation, I really love too. More than The Office, though. Mm, I think so. Hmm. 
We're not meant to judge, are we, Dom? We're not meant to judge. We're meant to be non-biased. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, I'll, just, I'll, I'll put on that too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that. No, 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 no. I will. And then this one is is um, unpopular amongst my friends, but in the same way, I love One Tree Hill. Riverdale's on my list. I think it's it's really wild. But I think it's really fun. Same way, I, the same way I think the Fast and the Furious movies probably would have been my other choice are really wild, but they're really fun. <laughs> so I tried to I tried to watch Riverdale uh, with my wife, and she gave up really quickly. And I was like, No, I got to keep going because I know Chad's in this at some point, right? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get to Chad. <laughs> and I think I stopped because maybe we went on holiday or something. I can't remember, but um, yeah. So you're saying it's worth going, worth getting through. I think so. I mean, but I also, you know, didn't mind season seven of Eight of One Tree Hill, so you just have to take it with a grain of salt. That's true. And you I mean, Park, you picked Parks and Rec over the office. Yeah. <laughs> so true. many choices <laughs> may have been made. <laughs> well, the um, I I like season seven and eight of One Tree Hill. I have to say, I actually enjoyed them more on my most recent rewatch, and maybe that's like a sign of like you know getting a bit older because like mm, can't say too much but mm-hmm. y- i think you know what i'm saying carly but the, so um yeah oh, I, I i've got a question to throw out to both of you actually because i've just i've just thought of one because I, I do that every now and then is <laughs> if you if you could pick three characters to hang out with for like forever from any of the shows that you've picked who would they be? So, so from the shows that that you pick, well, the shows that you picked for me, I would pick Ron Swanson because he's an absolute legend, um, and and the best thing about Parks and Recreation, in my opinion, Agreed. Nick Miller from New Girl, yeah, because he's just hilarious, and Whitey from One Tree Hill, I would hang out with those three. A lot of old forever. souls in that group. <laughs> I mean, old spirits, old souls, pretty miserable. But get shit done, right? <laughs> I would That's... love to hear a conversation between Ron Swanson and Whitey. <laughs> that would just be perfect. But it might even be silence, and that would be perfect for them as well. So, what about what about yours, Carly? Have you? Don't worry if you can't think of three straight away. No, it's okay. I think it would be kind of similar. I think it would probably be a weirder combination to be Nick Miller, Ron Swanson, and Brooke Davis. <laughs> nice nice i'm i'm trying to think of mine i i think i would take sawyer from lost because he would be brilliant um have you seen lost carly i've started it and then i didn't get very far i i'm pretty pretty sure you know if it's hard to say you know post 2025 if you know dom and i you know haven't killed each other by then or you know and we're still enjoying podcasting and things which i'm sure we will um i'm pretty certain that if we go again that that's going to be what i'm going to propose to dom as like the next one that i would host anyway because i feel almost as passionately about lost as i do about one tree hill have you thought about this dom about whether or would you be down for that for that dom I Bless mean, you, you said if we, if we if if we get past twenty twenty five, I'd be surprised we get past twenty twenty one. You need to stop doing this. Do you know? Um, <laughs> I've, a few people reached out and yeah. said that they would murder you. Like Marine literally said she would murder you if Bring you tried to leave the podcast. But 
Carly, did, did you have you heard our most re- uh, not our most recent episode, the one before last with Tammy on? I, I have it. I'm behind. I have well, to she she did like a near on perfect impression of Dom because he had he had to leave right at the end for like the last five minutes, and so Dom, we have a substitute for you. So if needed, you have a replacement set and ready to go. Yeah, people wouldn't even know. Bless you, Cardi. Bless Stop you. trying to hide it on the mute button. You're trying to hide it on the mute button. The listeners want to hear you sneeze. I'm trying not to mess up the audio. It's okay. We appreciate your professionalism. <laughs> Someone's got to have it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, wait. So I, I take Sawyer from Lost. Is he the dude with the slightly longer hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. His... Um, a good, a good little side tangent. I've decided that I, I do this. I'm the one that derails the conversations. Don't know if you knew knew that, Carly. If you haven't picked that up, but I've decided to call them Simon's side stories. Mm-hmm. Triple S. Um, so here's one because they're not high flyer moments. Sometimes they're little stories. So this is just trivia about him. That actor. Oh God, I can't remember his name. Josh. It's Josh something. Damn it. Anyway, he was doing his audition. And he messed up his lines that he'd like prepared and he got so angry that in the audition room he went over and picked up a chair and just smashed it on the ground and just smashed it up. And as he was doing it, he had like a southern drool uh drool? Drawl? How did they say that? I think so yeah. Kind of drawl. Yeah, draw. <laughs> twang. Yeah, that's yeah, southern twang to his accent. And um and they they loved it so they like rewrote they wrote that character for him to be like that and wanted him to just be basically be like that so and that's how he got the part nice welcome to the lost podcast through the looking glass that a preview that was a little yeah uh so i'll take sawyer i think i'll take michael schofield from prison break and then i would take Lucas from One Tree Hill. Two of them are really intense guys, and then Sawyer would just break the tension all the time. So, and Dom, yours would be who? A what from from my TV picks? Yeah, um, I definitely take Whitey. Like, like spend time with Whitey. Um, I think Dwight Schrute. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It would be insane, but brilliant. And who else? You got to take who someone else? from Star Trek, surely. Data. <laughs> Data and Dwight would be a great combination. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, let us know right in with what your top five picks are and what three characters you would, you know, go for a drink with or whatever. We'd love to hear it. So. Let's dive in to this episode of One Tree Hill. So Dom and I watched. Uh, you haven't you haven't joined us for a live watch along yet, have you? I joined one, but I had to leave early. Okay, like, okay. I work at nights. It always ends up being like when I'm going to work. But... Uh, okay, sorry. Um, well, well, we watched this on the live watch along, mate, like two weeks ago, because the one we did last week we. Because uh, we had a week out where we had because we had the conversation with Barbara Allenwood. So last week we did some of the DVD extras from season one, which was really fun. It was really. Did you find it interesting, Dom? Yeah, it was really good. It was a bit of insight and like 
seeing Chad and Sophia's relationship kind of I, I assume early stages as well when he's buying a car on his birthday or something like that or he's being gifted a car and it was all a bit all a bit weird he he's quite it's quite uncomfortable watching him be himself in that in that moment because it's like he's playing up to the camera but as him and it's like oh, I'm finding it really awkward <laughs> I think he's a bit like um yeah I agree I think he is playing up to it and I mean, you have to remember he's like 22, 23 years old and, you know, got all of this fame like at his feet and all that sort of stuff. But I, I mean, I've seen him in things and on his Instagram and stuff now and he's definitely like matured and, you know, we were all like douchey at that age. Carly, I have no idea if you are that age currently. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you, but I'm sure that <laughs> if you are, you're the exception that isn't douchey. <laughs> But most 22, 23-year-olds are douchebags. Again, apart from any of our listeners that are 22, 23, you are not. You are the exception to the rest of the world, pretty much. So. <laughs> have you seen that, Carly, that when he's buying it on his birthday, he's buying the car? Yeah, I have seen that. And I, I definitely get what Dom's saying. But I I think, hope you know, hopefully, it's like an awkward position to be in when you're that young and you're trying to be cool. Hopefully, you yeah. know not a good representation i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen him in other things and yeah he's been he's been fine but it's cool i like doing different things like when we when it's halloween we can watch like uh the house of wax movie when it's christmas we can watch like you know the christmas made for tv movies that that uh the wondery hill cast have done and stuff so it's, it's cool it's all good well okay so what carly which character should we start with Ooh. Uh, I think, I guess I would say probably, I kind of want to start with Dan. He oh. has, I think, a really, really good episode. Like, this is peak Dan for me. <laughs> Here's one of the best things about this episode, for yeah. sure. Um, and so just to finish on what I was saying, the point of why I was saying that, I realized, was because we actually watched it like two weeks ago with everyone. And then uh, the same as Dom, I rewatched it uh, today as well to like freshen up. Um, okay, tell us about Dan. Where does Dan begin in this one? Um, so as far as I can remember, the first time we see Dan is with um, Lucas. Well, we see him first in the recap saying, like, we're the only ones who know about Jules. Um, and then we see him basically, like, telling Lucas, intimidating Lucas and asking him to move in with him. Is that the first time we see him? Yeah, I think he's in the deal. Uh, Lucas comes to the dealership and says about to to Dan. You know, are you going to leave him alone? Are you going to let and and Lucas lets slip that they're going to get married, and that kind of like pricks uh, Dan's ears, so to speak. And uh, yeah, I think it kind of starts from there. And then yeah, he says about moving in with him. I think it's at that point that you know that he. Will keep his secret but he's got to move in with him to show that he you know maybe he can be a good parent yeah that dan's way too happy that that jules and keith are engaged <laughs> yes and he uh he he makes uh it makes a move with that dom because where does where does he go from there dan makes a move with it yeah uh well firstly i think lucas has a really good line there uh, back at Dan when Dan says um, see I can be a good parent or I can show you I'm a, I can be a good parent or something like that and Lucas says 
what are you going to get a lobotomy or something like that to completely like change who you are which i thought was quite quite amusing it was a funny line um i can't actually remember where dan goes from there i know that he obviously the the continuation of the manipulation is is all good for him it's it's perfect it's, this is playing into his hands so nicely um and i kind of said that um jules was a, a plant or some sort of trick for a little while now and now we know that we've known that a couple of weeks now so that's great i just i, I don't know whether we're falling further or keith is falling further into this rabbit hole of um disappointment that that dan is just going to say now's the point you need to go we're going to have all these nice little parties so he sets up this this party at the dealership keith turns up and he's like you're late and he's like, what do you mean? And he starts giving him a bit of a kick in and they go into the office and it's like, surprise. And he's set up a little engagement party for him. And it's like, well, you know, my brother needs to have the best and all of this. And it's all like setting it up for a massive, massive fall. Um, and it's going to be, Jules is just going to disappear at some point. She's just going to vanish, leave a note or something like that. Say, I can't handle this. I've got to go back or to the Midwest or wherever she lied about being from. And then... Um, uh, and then it'll eventually come out that Dan set it all up and it'll cause frictions between everyone as it normally does. But that's probably something for the end of the season. That's kind of season finale kind of stuff right there. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes, he takes it even a step further. So he says to Keith, he wants to pay for his wedding. It's his treat, his gift. Every Every woman deserves to be a queen for the day. And... Then towards within this sort of period, Karen comes in because, you know, parts that we'll talk about a bit later. But Lucas has said about wanting to to move in with Dan and she comes in and is kind of like erupting at Dan. And he just perfectly uh, says maybe he needs more than just his mummy or something like that to set her off and then leads her into the party where instantly she can no longer, you know, uh, have all this anguish at him and you know has to respond to the social norms of you know stuffing those emotions down and sweeping <laughs> them under the rug and suppressing them uh, and dan just takes great pride in saying hey it's keith's engagement have some champagne i mean dan was one step away from phoning deb and being like i need you down at the dealership just to throw her into the mix you know? it was just perfect Watch Boozy and these two go at it. <laughs> and Carly, is this the sort of like Dan isms that 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 you love him? I mean, he just yeah, he just has everybody like kind of right where he wants them in this episode. Like he has, you know, he brings Karen into the engagement party to like kind of shake her up, and everything he says to Keith is like double edged and like ha- like is just like twisting the knife. Like he says, "I hope Jules makes you as happy as Deb has made me," which is like clearly foreshadowing and also like what else do you say i i hope your lives together are filled with many more surprises like he doesn't actually say anything nice like all of it can easily be interpreted as like negative things but to keith you know it still seems like everything's going well and lucas is like really playing into it like every time i watch this it surprises me that lucas thinks this is a good idea to like try to keep this a secret two two potential outcomes or theories about about this now i hadn't quite clocked that dan is going to pay for the wedding i hadn't quite realized that so jules is going to be told to leave him at the altar keith at the altar is one potential theory or 
Dan sleeps with her on the wedding night. Ugh. <laughs> on the same rug. He's Icky, kept it. He kept Icky the rug. Goo. <laughs> I like sand. <laughs> Disgusting. He he kept the rug, the same rug. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's like, did, um, have you guys seen the video? Of course you have. Of course you've seen the video. So Cry Me a River, Justin Timberlake, whenever that came out, early 2000s. Come on, we spoke about be... Crossroads. We spoke about Britney Spears. It's going to be about Britney, yeah? Yeah, do you remember he, like they're recording it and that's like his sort of payback to Britney and then... The recent, I've forgotten what it's called. What is it called? Framing Britney, Freeing Britney. What's the recent documentary called? Is that Free Britney? Yeah, something like that. Magdalena's going nuts right now, wherever <laughs> she's listening, because I know that she's really into it. I've watched it, Magdalena. Put the knife down. Um, I can't. What is it called? Freeing Britney. It must be Freeing Britney, because there's think, so much light. Yeah, I, I think it might be called Framing Britney. I don't know. Framing. Framing is coming into my mind as well. But that doesn't seem right. I'm going to Google it. If only there was a way for us to find this information at the (laughs) snap of a finger. Um, Bless you. What is it? Allergies? Is it hay fever? Do you have a cold? Talk us through it. Talk us through your sinuses. (laughs) It's allergies. What do you think you're allergic to? Pollen? Hay fever, whatever you you call it <laughs> simon calls it extreme asthma now <laughs> no doctors called it that dominic <laughs> you've called it hay fever for so long <laughs> what you didn't realize is that your own lungs are trying to kill you <laughs> it's it's crazy man yeah I, I told you i'm on the steroid one now i like i missed it um the other night like I forgot to do it before I went to bed, and I literally woke up like not being able to breathe. <laughs> I was like, "There we go, it's real." Like, it's, it's real. framing, framing Britney. By the way, mm. you were correct. I well, I've seen it. But everyone, I think, from that is yeah. then like they flipped back to the like actually, Justin, you were a douchebag, and he like publicly apologized. I might be getting this wrong. Does that sound right? There's only been something about that. I, 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 yeah, I don't really, I didn't really know what it was about, but that makes sense to me. But what my whole point is is maybe, maybe it's going to be a music video, and Dan's going to be, I know what you did. I found her from. <laughs> oh, guys, come on, tough room. <laughs> That's great. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll get you an inhaler. Maybe you have asthma. Maybe you didn't know. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not asthma. That's I what I used to say. I my allergy medicine. Is it Benadryl? No. <laughs> it's like the little, like, Zyrtec or whatever. Non-drowsy mm. antihistamines. I'll get one. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get it, from, get it from work later. <laughs> well, okay. So good predictions we will see what happens where does dan go from here like what is i know he interacts with lucas like right towards the end of the episode oh and he has a great interaction on nathan's doorstep but is there anything before that you remember anything dom i I just remember thinking how really creepy he was at 
at Nathan's door when Taylor answers and he's like, oh, upgrade. Because I thought oh, that's such a really funny line. And then I thought, oh, it's actually quite creepy and a bit weird. <laughs> and she's like, she says you wish or something like that. It's or... out of your league, I think she says. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's the... He says one of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so creepy. I think the idea, I think Taylor's supposed to be of age, but not by much. Yeah, because she's meant to be college age, right? Which is, what, yeah. like 18 to 22, 23, yeah. something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's still creepy, but it's the way he delivers it is pretty hilarious. And I love the way he just, like, throws Nathan's box at him, just like, there's the rest of your shit. Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm done with you. I've got the other brother. He can read. I've never seen you read nothing. <laughs> read my face. It says, fuck you. Get out of my life. I'm paraphrasing, you know. But So, okay. And then the final part, I guess, with Dan then, unless we're missing something, is where he speaks to with Lucas at the end. And uh, he's asking Lucas about how he convinced Karen that um, that he did have HCM. Which he did how, Dom? He took Keith's test paper and used that to uh, prove, to to show that he didn't have it, which means he didn't have the test, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Carly, Dan liked this about Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, he seems very proud of the lying and the deceiving. And then Lucas says, I guess I am your son after all. <laughs> Twisting not according, the knife. Not according to Dom. No, but... Keith's Keith kid all the way. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, I'm not going to be able to say it, but he's like, How duplicitous of you? Did I say it du- right? Duplicitous. duplicitous. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> the audio cut out. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Duplicitous. Yeah. That's it. Spot on. No, no, that's what I said before. <laughs> did, it, did, did it have feedback on it? It just, it was looping. Just, it just oh, kept going. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I thought Stupid so. audio does that every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Dan. You've given us, you've given us your predictions on him already, Dom. Carly, who's next? Um. I, I just am kind of avoiding going to Nathan and Haley. We can do them last. Do do we want to do we want to kind of bounce to Keith then and yeah. sign off Keith because then we could sign off Karen. Yeah, because they're all kind of interlinked. And Kieran's not in it a lot either, is he? I did it again. Calling Kieran Andy. Is Andy it Andy, he Andy, like Andy looks like a Kieran? Is that what it, it is? Does look like a Kieran. <laughs> and there's no Deb this episode at all. I don't think it's almost not worth watching. Do you, do you know i <laughs> i have to say you, actually for the listener carly's face was so disappointed in me then <laughs> i was do, only kidding do you know i looked so you haven't heard our last episode you just said but um i brought on a surprise guest like a surprise to uh to dom and to tammy i didn't tell them i just said okay i'm bringing someone in and they were just in the waiting room and i brought them on and it was uh someone that was in the episode and i thought well maybe i'll have a look and see if there's someone i can do that uh, with again and uh actually in about two minutes we have somebody coming on 
the podcast. <laughs> I would have taken my allergy medication right now. Go, 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 allergy stuff, allergy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Who, who's joining well, us? Have you heard of bum, ba, da, dum, James Lafferty? Stop. Are you winding us up? <laughs> yes. No one's coming on this episode. I'm it's sorry. It's such a knob. <laughs> that's so harsh to Carly. It's no, like, no, nobody, okay. nobody gives a shit about me, but come on, that's so mean to Carly. you got to send her a naily brace or something for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, um, I, I, looked, I looked to see if there was someone that I could invite. And um, Erica Marsh, new character, right? Um, and not particularly known to me besides One Tree Hill. So I have no idea whether she had a large following, small following, been in lots of things or, or whatever. Uh, but I, my, I thought maybe she would just have... If someone's got like less than 5,000 followers, there's usually a semi-decent chance we might be able to get them on. Um, <laughs> it means they'll, they'll look at their messages from us. <laughs> basically, yes. <laughs> For them, hundred thousands, you know, you really got to work, and then for them, millions, you got to—I don't know—you got to do something. It's like if they're if they're in like the hundred thousands, they've they've got that blue tick and they've earned that blue tick. If they're like five thousand, it's like a grey tick. <laughs> it's not quite blue. <laughs> Squint your eye, it's blue. Yeah, it's open like them. A, it's like a steely blue. <laughs> it doesn't quite—they're not quite made it, have they? <laughs> well. Erica Marsh in real life has over a hundred thousand. I was like, "Fuck my life." Like, <laughs> Too many. <laughs> do, do, do you know about her, Carly, from other stuff? No, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. She's like legit famous. I know this now, but that hey, I'm still confident. I'm still confident we'll bring her on at some point. But but yeah, there was no there there wasn't. Um, there wasn't, yeah, but hopefully, I, but people be warned. This could happen at any at any point. And Barbara Allen Woods is confirmed to come in on our live watch along for uh, episode twenty of season two. It's happening. It's happening. not far away. Not that far away at all. And Dom, I will tell you this now: it's so coincidental because that is um, bless you, please. Oh, your nose. Clear it out. <laughs> Have you got one of them, like, netty pots? You know, where you, like, pour the salt water into your nostril? It's not even, like, I'm not even that conditioned. I just, like, can't stop sneezing. Are you allergic to our bullshit? Maybe. Is that what it is? <laughs> is it coming more from Dom's part of the screen? I have a feeling that it is. It's 100%. It feels pretty equal. <laughs> <laughs> Carly is my my favourite that has attended the podcast so far. <laughs> I respect the mute button. That's good. I'm trying to, you know, keep the audio good. No sneezing on on camera. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Um I can't remember what we were, what I was saying. What were we talking about? Allergies. Barbara Allen Woods. Yeah. Well, so you never know. You never know. I'm gonna keep reaching out to people and uh and we'll see where we get. So are we saying we're going to do? We say Keith. 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 It's all about oh, yeah. Keith. What slab of beef? Tell us about Keith, uh, Carly. Um, okay, so Keith. First, I think we see him at the engagement party when he's coming in late, right? And then he's at the engagement party, and again, Dan is just like really 
you know, being encouraging, but to us, like, we know that he's being the opposite. Um, and Keith seems a little, like, taken off guard by Dan's positivity, but also, like, seems like he's open to it and, like, appreciates it. Um, and then we see him next when Karen comes in, and he looks a little shocked, you know, to see her and, like, kind of have this revealed to her in that way. Um, yeah, and then and then we next see him at the cafe when he goes and kind of tells Karen, that's not really how I wanted you to find out. Um, I really appreciate how much I loved you because it got me, like, ready for when Jules came around. And that also, to me, felt like it was totally not on Keith's end. Like, I think Keith was being genuine, but I think for Karen, that probably was, like, a little bit heart-jabbing, too. Like, when he's saying those things, like, now i found the love of my life. Like, it's just a little, I don't know. Because she feels like she's losing her person as she says later even if she wasn't ready to like be in love with him or doesn't love him it's just still her best friend so yeah that's true but uh, i i agree but she's so selfish like just in my opinion this is where it's an opinion it's a podcast yeah. so selfish dom so selfish like what <laughs> the fuck karen you have andy who's like a, a, a millionaire really adores you take the money out of it it's not important he's really into you he really cares and he's you know he's got something about him he's cool i like him um i'm not saying that i'm gonna date him that's not what i'm trying to get at it's not about me dom okay it's about karen and her hands and like i don't understand why she thinks that and then the bit later when they're in the club and she says to keith that she's jealous of jules is it just me feeling this way dom you agree disagree i'd be saying to karen take your creepy fucked up hands and stay away from me you do not deserve my friendship you greedy bitch (laughs) here's some vaseline (laughs) and some moisturizer don't rub them in your hands rub them in my eyes because i'm fucking sick of looking at your hands okay (laughs) right I th- she's like oh there's there's a nice bit of cake i'm gonna have that cake i'm not gonna eat it but i can eat it when i want i have that choice but she doesn't have that choice she's just being greedy it's pure greed selfish she wants to keep that cake for 17 years i want that cake to look at me for 17 years ask me to be ma- to marry and me turn that <laughs> cake down but still have the option to eat the cake when i want it it's ridiculous well, kind of, well, that's just bullshit mind games. Sort your life out, Karen. You've got Andy. Hashtag Kieran. Get on with that. <laughs> well, Carly, before we get your opinion, can we ask you first, do you agree that Keith is a slab of beef? And if you saw him, would you say eek? Wow. Uh, sure. <laughs> that's so non-committal. You're basically... <laughs> You're basically Karen right now for 17 years, not committing to Keith. That's harsh. Let me see your hands. <laughs> okay, what's your perspective? Is she selfish? Is she is she fine to be like this? Yeah, no, I definitely think she's being a little selfish. But I also think it would be... I think it would be more... I think we're seeing her feeling selfish, but I don't think she's really acting in this case that selfishly because she's not really projecting so much onto Keith in my opinion like she's telling him like 
Well, like, I'm a little jealous. Like, she's just being honest with her friend. I'm a little jealous. She's not asking him to make any changes. She's saying she knows she has to get used to it. Could have been worse. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, you make a very good point. It's just, for me, it just seems like, do you know what? You've loved me for all this time. I've never paid you the slightest bit of attention in that way. We've only been friends. You bring it up. And then I say, have I ever given you, you know, that that kind of edge, of, you know, where you've thought it's okay to approach me that way and say, you know, I, I want to be with you, I want to marry you. I've never even given you an inkling that that's ever going to be the case between us. Then as soon as he says, I'm totally in love with someone else, I'm really happy. She's like, oh, I'm really disappointed now because you don't love me. And it seems a bit like, mm, oh. yeah. it just seems a bit, it's a bit much. A bit much but i actually like towards the end of the episode you, you feel really sorry for karen because of the whole lucas situation but she like swings open a door and proper screams at lucas which is really good um because i love it when lucas gets told off it's it's always worth it yeah, um but <laughs> keith i think keith is like he's just like the main man isn't he? he's just like you know i'm moving on with my life i'll always be your friend i'll always look out for you if you need me i'm always there he kind of he still lays that on doesn't he and says that's what's happening but I'm really in love and I want to move on and I want to I want to be happy I want to spend the rest of my life being happy and this is the person that's gonna gonna do that for me yeah so he believes he is such a well-rounded character and so genuine and kind here's someone you'd want to hang out with like he he would be a great choice have a frosty with get boozy with yeah I still think I'd pick Ron over Keith. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you now, hashtag 2025, I'm going to be boozy in 2025. I'm frosties all day. Not too much. Could you imagine I just got absolutely wasted at the convention and just, like, just made a complete shambles of everything we've worked for? Don't let it happen, Dom. I, w- I won't let you ruin things. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pledge. <laughs> oh, I end up throwing up on Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> that I might let happen. <laughs> I throw up on his shoes and they're open toe sandals. So it just oh, like... d- deserves it. <laughs> Absolutely deserves it. It's Confirmation. outside. We got it confirmed, though. That was a choice by him. Barbara Allen Woods, Carly, she confirmed. She didn't she said, confirm. Well, she confirmed in to the best of her knowledge and in her expert opinion. It's, it's not 100% though. I want to hear it from him. And we will. Or, or from someone from costume. That would be I, slightly more accessible. I can make that happen. Make We're that getting happen. Chad on the podcast at some point. Whether I, I have to die whether he to likes, do it. Whether he likes it or not, it's coming up. <laughs> Break into his uh, house. A person in their young, in their early thirties from the UK was put in prison tonight for holding Chad Michael Murray at knife point and putting a <laughs> microphone in his face. <laughs> he kept saying something about hashtag twenty twenty five. His accomplice Magdalena <laughs> <laughs> was also arrested at the scene. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jelena got Jelena. I I hope you don't mind me putting you on blast. I love this. It was one of my favourite moments of our watch along. Jelena got so excited that Magdalena appeared in the in the watch along. It was like Magdalena is this uh, this myth of the podcast, and she was there, but she didn't have a camera on, so it made it even more mysterious. I think it, it was, was you in another room. 
you just get like your wife to shake a camera about a bit. <laughs> you know, I like pre-record things and put them through like an auto tune to make it sound different. Yeah. Delena's not real. She's not real. <laughs> she doesn't exist. Sorry, Carly. We we do this. It's an illness. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, what? How how did you find our podcast? By the way, I, I don't know. I think I just was looking i probably was i think what happened is i started rewatching on tree hill and i did i listened to some of tree hill talk and so then i think i just i found your podcast why you don't like that i'm gonna listen to all of it no i'm kidding (laughs) i'll try to listen to all of it they're all friends no they're it was a great podcast so and so you have you listened to any other one tree hill podcast no you listen listen to the river court no no other than that, there aren't any others really, are there? So they keep hearing. <laughs> I think I think the River Court is the one is the not just like One Tree Hill podcast, but in general podcast that is the most like our podcast in, in terms of they used to spend probably like half an hour at the beginning just like chatting about general life, and then would go into it, and it was sort of that balance of talking about general things and then talking about One Tree Hill as well um admittedly ours is um probably more explicit and i'd say it's probably got more and more explicit the more that we've gone on and the boundaries keep trying to get tested i think um but yeah i mean yeah there we go <laughs> so, you, you only have yourself to blame for that to be fair no i don't think that comes <laughs> from me. i think if people knew how you talk in real life then they'd know that i'm like a monk compared to you <laughs> that's You're... so harsh don't make me release the voice notes oh god <laughs> please don't <laughs> i will definitely end up in prison <laughs> i'm joking we we voice note back and forth on whatsapp about things but i think we're we're always trying to do like one-upmanship on trying to like shock the other person in just like crazy stuff normally about the dolphin loosely we were talking today about saying how the dolphin was going to convince dom to kill his family (laughs) (laughs) And, and whether he could plead insanity and that the dolphin told him to do it you know these kind of things but, um, I can't. I can't help but feel that Carly's going. I should have taken that shift tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Keith, right? So you've agreed. Here's a slab of beef. Yes. Sure. Yes. No, he's not sure. Not sure commit. Is. Commit to it. Yes. What a slab of beef. Um. Okay. Is that kind of rap, Keith? That is Keith. There was there. There wasn't anything else, was there? No. Let's see if I have anything else written. No, I think that's it for Keith. Oh, and he, he he is um as he is a little shocked when he hears that Lucas is going to move in with with Keith. I mean, with Dan, and or even considering it. And he seems like even though he was kind of warming up to Dan in the beginning, that makes him kind of question a little. I'm guessing there has to be a moment between Keith and Lucas, possibly in the next episode, where he's like, Luke, what the hell's going on? Why have you moved in with Dan? This makes no sense. You spent your whole life kind of hating him. 
And Lucas is going to have to lie through his teeth, isn't he? And just be like, oh, you know, giving him an opportunity. I lived with my mum for 17 years. It's his turn. You know, he's just lost Nathan. You slept with his wife. I'm going to, yeah, going to look after him, maybe. Something like that. Um, because he wants to protect Keith's feelings, obviously, and, and protect him from the horrible thing that Dan has done. But it just elongates the lie, doesn't it? Makes it makes it even more difficult. Like I said, they'd tumble down that rabbit hole a little bit further. For sure. Okay, so... Does that, that, does that kind of clear off Lucas as well? Because he only really interacts with... I mean, we've got the whole Karen bit. But is it, does Lucas... I mean, Lucas speaks to Brooke actually right at the beginning. Yeah, he has a couple moments with Brooke. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to him then. He has the awkward moment when he's in Brooke's room and Felix comes in. Oh, that's a great moment, actually. Yeah, definitely. I forgot about that. So where where are we going now? Crazy Karen. Sign sure. her off. Tell us about Karen Cardi. I'm going through all the summary. <laughs> Karen, um so at the beginning, like we said, she's at the engagement party and then you know, Keith comes to the cafe or does she talk to Lucas before that? Oh, she talks to Lucas before all of that because that's what Lucas says. They give up moving him to Dan, and she's like, haha, that's funny. And he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, I think it's a good idea. And she just, like, I think she doesn't know what to think. She doesn't know if she's being paranoid, or but she thinks something's up, you know? Like, she's like, this can't be true. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? So, because um, I do think at the end of the day, if Dan was a good person, I think Karen would, like, be open to it. Luke is having a relationship with him, but this in this context, it just doesn't make any sense to her. So, you know, they and then a couple other times they have conversations about it where Lucas is kind of saying, "This is what I'm going to do," and she's like, "He's manipulating you. We can we can face it together." And Lucas is like, "No, we can't." Oh, and a good line at the beginning I thought too is um, Lucas is like, oh, I, "I got the results. I don't have HCM. Like, here's my letter," and she was like, "Oh, I don't know what I would do if anything happened to you." And he's like, I know. Like, that's why I'm lying to you, basically. So. Mm. Yeah. Dom? Yeah, but, oh, very well said, uh, Carly. Very well said, indeed. Um, I, I think that there's, like, a, there's a strange kind of undertone for me that um, Karen has not always been fully honest with Lucas about her history with Dan and how things have played out and how... You know, he wanted to be involved and she's the one that refused it and so on and so forth. So everything that kind of Lucas feels is is almost like a projection from Karen. And then obviously as Lucas is, you know, from the series starting to now, has got to know him, there have been moments that have been a bit uncomfortable. But they've had their good episodes together as well. Um, It's just a shame that Dan has had to, like, blackmail him into moving in because I think actually that there would have been an opportunity for him to say, I've always wanted to be involved in your life. Why don't you come and live with me and try it out for a bit? And Karen would still react the same regardless and kick off. It just so happens that there is this manipulation and he is having to hide it. But I think that there is a world where that isn't the case, where actually Lucas could turn around and say, do you know what, mum, you, you never gave him the chance when I was a kid. Let's give him a chance now. And And, and that would be fair, I think. Yeah, and it'd be like different if it was now, because like if Lucas was a child, then it it uh, 
implies that Karen has to communicate with him, right? Because with Dan, because they've got to have back and forth and this, that, and the other. Where Lucas is, you know, a teenager and an older teenager, so he's, he can sort of look after himself to a certain extent. So Karen wouldn't have to be involved. She wouldn't have to talk to Dan about it. So it would feel like this would be a more appropriate time, perhaps, or an easier time to do that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so... Um... I do love it when Karen kicks off at Lucas, though, and she's like, what the hell You know, do you think you're doing? And she's really, like, putting her foot down and standing her ground, and I said it from the beginning, she needs to be firmer with him. Um but unfortunately, it's it's not really worked. He's still going to go anyway. But he's he is in that difficult world of uh, that difficult situation. Sorry, where someone has turned around and it's essentially I'm going to ruin the life of of someone you love deeply, which is Keith, if you don't come and do this. So he would rather do that and upset his mum a little bit, but still see his mum regularly, than have Keith completely heartbroken. Which you know is a is an honourable thing, but also kind of going about it in a really difficult way because again honesty frees up all these problems doesn't it and it makes life so much easier for for all of them even if he was just honest with karen at least it's a start because then if karen is the one that goes and says by the way this is happening with jules that opens up a new can of worms in that keith would just go you're just being bitter about jules because of our relationship and so on and so forth and it you know that might be difficult but at least lucas is kind of aired it and doesn't have to do what Dan says I think too like it's we find out at the end too Lucas is also has his own interest in making Dan happy because he doesn't want his mom to find out about the HCM too which is kind of the twist mm. yeah exactly and that's and that's keeping Dan quiet isn't it it's all about keeping Dan quiet which is, he should have just got the test, but it just firms it up for me as well, because uh, originally I thought, at the beginning of this episode when we were doing the watch-along, I thought, oh, okay, he's got the test, that's that's a bit weird. But then we get to the end, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, right. We're, we're still on for the, the prediction that, that Dan has given him, uh, Dan has passed this gene on to him. Well, he, he does have it. Yeah. Oh, he, is that, does he? Is that... He says at the end, he says, um, oh, I you know, you've got... It's like I wasn't paying attention. He says to Dan that, you know, I can't afford the medication. You need to keep footing the bill to pay for the medication because he has Uh, got HCM and he needs the, you know, he has to, I'm guessing, well, we we pay for our medication, but you'd think that uh, as as adults, but as he's a student in the UK, he would get that medication for free. What, how's that work over there, Cardi? I mean, it would be for anybody kids or adults it would be like covered and then there would be like a copay so maybe it's like twenty dollars a bottle or something and uh, lucas i guess doesn't have any money so he's a kid got it get a job lucas (laughs) (laughs) he gave his job to nathan he had one didn't he at the dealership he did then yeah okay interesting i'll have to say karen or moira kelly's cry at the end when she turns up at Andy's and uh, he opens the door and she just sort of falls into his arms and the camera sort of like close it goes close up on her face and the way she cries like really got me like it was like that it felt so real and so sincere um I thought it was a great 
performance. Dom famously doesn't have emotion, a heart, or a soul. Um, so I'm not even going to ask him for a comment. Carly, does this start? Have you ever cried at One Tree Hill? Does this stuff get to you? Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I cry it's super easy at anything. Like, I, I'm positive I cried during Crossroads. During anything. Uh, and so, did you cry in this episode? I, I, I watched it twice. I think the first time I cried at the end not for that part for i think when Haley was talking and then but not not the second time i watched it because i was taking notes trying to be serious dom dare i ask well i'm not asking if you cry because i know the answer but did it evoke any kind of emotion nope there we go so <laughs> This is an unrelated uh, question, but I just thought I'd throw it in. Dom, have you ever tortured or hurt small animals? Um, not for a while. Okay. Just, <laughs> you know. I, I, I don't <laughs> hurt animals. Really. <laughs> let's, let's put that out there. I don't, I don't hurt animals. I never have done. <laughs> just people. Um, oh, God. <laughs> So okay, um, does that kind of cover off Karen? I think so. Do you do you have a prediction for Karen, Dom? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think kind of what I said. She sort of lean on Kieran a little bit. She might find out some information. Or mi- oh yeah, Andy. I did it again. I can't believe. I need to just burn Andy in my head somehow. Right Maybe on I'll just your foot. I'll call them all. Yeah. <laughs> a good one. Nice. That was good. <laughs> I like that. (laughs) I got one, did I? Hour and 18 minutes, I got one. (laughs) Oh, dear. Should we stop? (laughs) That's it. We're done for the night. As good as it's going to get. Season two, episode 13. Best moment. (laughs) Toy Story reference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Karen. uh, I think Karen will have a moment with Jules. I think there needs to be a moment between those two and kind of almost like a signing off, like, yes, I approve of you with Keith, but I need, I'm need i going to keep an eye on you still. Because she works at Trick, doesn't she, Jules? So yeah. there's 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 a bit of visibility there. She can keep an eye on her there. So, but it, her focus needs to be on, on Lucas and what's going on with him. So Yeah, okay. Carly, you choose a character. Dom, Dom will do the summary. Oh God, I've, I've probably forgotten what happened. I'm an idiot. Uh, maybe Mouth, because I can take us into some of the kids. Mouth, Super Sonic Mouth. <laughs> oh, Bobble, Bobble himself. <laughs> that has to be made. A bobblehead of Mouth. That has to be made. That it has must, to happen. Must be something like that out there in the world. Yeah. I doubt it. I mean, we basically just need to make the Pop Funko version of him bobble. Some someone, um, one of my friends, Simon, uh, is also called Simon, got me a bobblehead of me for Christmas, like in like basketball outfit and whatever for our bas- our basketball team, and it's really good. Like I think they uh, they take do it from a from a photo, so it's like. Um, it's done really well so we could get like a really good screenshot of uh of mouth and i'm sure we can get this made 
Talking of getting think, Carly, would you be interested in a mouth bobble head? Sure, yes. <laughs> I should sure. You don't like that. Non-committal. Yes, I'll take a mouth bobble. I like it. My wife and I use sure as code for when we don't really care or want to do something. No, like I if said... we say... Like she'll say, "Can you can you take the trash out?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and it's like she knows I don't really want to do it. I would do it because I'm committed to do it. I, it's probably a poor example, but um, I mean, when you say "sure," do you mean it that way, or you mean it as "yes"? I mean, yes. I just don't. Yeah. I think maybe I don't want to sound overly enthusiastic, so I say, "Sure." <laughs> be enthusiastic. Don't suppress it. Okay, I'll let it out. Yeah, <laughs> someone told me once that this is the place where everything's better and everything's safe on this podcast. Wow, that's very true. Yeah, so just be you, okay? Right. Speaking of getting things made, I do. You ever wear hats, Cardi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of hats? Like ball cap type hats. I I mm-hmm. um I'm originally from California, and so my it's really can get really warm there, and I'm like really pale, so I need hats to keep my face shaded. Fair, fair skin. Yeah. So are we talking like snapbacks? Are we talking strapbacks? What are we talking? I don't know. I, what hat that covers my face? <laughs> but what shape is it? Is it like like is it like sort of bent at the front? Is it like a flat peak? Oh, yeah, is it bent at the front? Like, okay. like, a, like a baseball cap. Okay, well, I was thinking about getting uh, some hats made that have, like, ravens written in the same in the same font as on the jacket. Oh. So you see, like that? Yeah. Um, Having, like, ravens basketball in, like, that, in this sort of navy blue. Um, I, I like wearing snapbacks. So I was thinking I'll get what I was thinking of getting one made for myself, and then I thought, well, maybe I could open it up to like patrons and do like an order. Uh, but I'd also then really. <laughs> I just think Wayne, Wayne is going to be so pissed off <laughs> when you send him another message saying, "Hey, we want some hats now." <laughs> He's going to be like, "Get fucked!" <laughs> totally, just get fucked. <laughs> Wait, this these wouldn't be through Wayne. There's um <laughs> there's a website that's just called like the hat store where you can just custom custom it online and it's all like embroidered and it's done on like Mitchell and Ness and New Era and like proper like hats and everything. Um But yeah. So but I, I was thinking of getting one done for myself. So it's like and this is kind of the way it goes. I like when I got the first jerseys done for myself and then it's like, well, we're all part of the same team here so we should offer it out to other people um so would you would you wear would how do you think about how do you feel about that carly would that interest you yeah i'd wear a hat yes (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) dom doesn't wear hats Uh, i don't wear hats because i look stupid i think i look stupid with a hat on i would wear i like i like them i like having them i just don't wear them because I think I don't know. Do you idiot. want? Do you want one? What colour is it going to be? I said navy. Be okay. like the colour of your t-shirt right now. Yeah, I could go for that. So you want one? Sure. Commit. Do you want it or not? Yes, I want one. Sure. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Um. Speaking of Wayne, we're doing an unboxing tomorrow night. Oh wait. 
Wait, Carly, you got some. I have two. Did it arrive? Yes, but I somebody else opened it. <gasps> Can we see it? Yeah, there's two. Or oh, Dom, do you not want to see it? Why I want to see it. Why but... would I not want okay, to see yeah, it? Okay, yeah, good. I didn't know. I didn't know if it would be like ruin a surprise or something. No, no, no. I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah, while you're doing that, I'll just tell Dom. I um, One of our listeners sent me their unboxing video. I haven't sent it to you yet because I'm going to play it tomorrow in the unboxing. Um, so you'll see it then because I wanted you to see it with everybody else. Um, so I've seen what they look like. What's that? You haven't seen what they look like? You haven't gotten yours yet? Ours, so mine and Dom's actually arrived tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I had to I, pay the custom charge. Th- this is quite funny. I'll, I'll tell you a very, very quick story. In the, in the week, um, last week, so like Friday or Thursday, I got a phone call from a random number, uh, and it was from like Derby in England, which is like up north. It's miles away from where we are. So I answered it. I was like, hello. And they said, hi, this is whoever from DHL, blah, 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 and customs. And I was like, hello. And they're like, we've, we've got a, a package with your name on it. And we, it's being delivered to you, but we need to know what's inside. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's inside. And then I thought, oh, I'm getting a company laptop for my new job. Maybe it's that. And then as I was talking to him on the phone, my company laptop arrived. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK, so it's not that. I have no idea what's in the, what's in it. I'm I was expecting a company laptop. I have no idea. And then he went, "All right, okay." And I went, oh, "It could be some, it could be some basketball jerseys." <laughs> I, but I'm pretty sure they're not in my name. And he was like, "You don't know what's in this package, do you?" He's like, "I have no idea." And he went, "Don't worry, we'll just call we'll just call the person that dis like dispatched it to you." I was like, "Okay." So apparently, there's something on its way to me, and I have no idea what it is. Oh god! But he he said it it's described as a rucksack. It says that there's a rucksack inside. So what? <laughs> fuck no! I have no idea what I'm getting delivered. No maybe, idea. Maybe maybe your company's sending you a laptop bag to go with your laptop or something. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I just think this is crazy. That is crazy. People, listeners, write in. What's in Dom's package? Who sent him something? Magdalena. Oh god, <laughs> Magdalena. But I, th- I thought, what if I've what if I've ruined getting these jerseys and they've been sent back or something like that, and you have to go through the hassle you had before? I thought, oh god, what I had have I done? A, I actually had a panic when um, when Wayne emailed. Um, I had a panic that they were all being sent to me. Oh god! I kind of was like, oh god, it's going to be such a pain to <laughs> then send them to Australia, Canada, America, like. But everyone's got theirs before us. I think Cat in Australia is probably going to be after us. But that, that makes Carly, they're in the states. Okay, but I'm really impressed. Carly's got one. One of them is a, is a spoiler. So I, I'll just show the front of the other one for Dom. Okay, uh, you you'll probably know this one. Is I got this because I don't plan on wearing it, so I got numbers from the show. Nice. Whoa, <laughs> it's so good. The colors. <laughs> Wait, can you flip? Can I flip? Can I, Can you bring the embroider closer to the this at one? the front? The, the the ravens bit. Oh wow! And how's the quality of that dazzle cloth? It's really good. Like it, yeah, it feels like legit. Like this is what I would imagine. I don't. Know. And can we see the nameplate again? Can that go closer to the camera? Are the letters individually embroidered onto the nameplate? Yeah, which is I really don't see any way Lucas could have. 
Yeah, yeah, that bit's just garbage. But look at that. That is such top quality. Does look I very, can't very wait. good. <laughs> I'll show you the front of the other one. Do you want me to turn away so you can show the name? Sure. I'll look, oh, actually, I look away. First. Oh, I know what the name's going to be. I'll look away. I'll look away. That's, that's fine. Well, no, flip it, flip it. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's dope. Okay, you, should, uh, you should put that on Instagram and tag him in it. Or show it. If, put it. Tag us in it, so then I can sure. tag him in it because he follows us, and then he'll probably repost it or something. Yeah, that's dope. So good. <laughs> You're not going to wear it. No, I, I could wear it. I'm just saying I'm not going to play basketball in it, so it doesn't need to be like my name. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. But if we and I get that, um, I mean, one of the ones I ordered on Dom's recommendation actually is um. The number three with nothing on the nameplate, with an empty nameplate. I thought well, that's quite that's quite cool. That's a unique one. Yes. Um, but uh, when twenty twenty five, okay, Carly, you said sure, so I don't know if you're actually coming or not. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna play a game of basketball on that grass where the river court used to be, sure. and everyone needs. To... <laughs> yes, yes, we are. I feel like if I said to you right now, am I the colonel? You'd be like, sure. That's what Dom's answer is going to be from now on. I'll say, call me colonel. And he'll go, sure. (laughs) Yeah. I've learned from my best friend Carly (laughs) exactly how to handle you. (laughs) (laughs) um, But we're going to play a game of basketball on that court. And then everyone needs to wear their jersey. Is there even a court there? No, but we're going to make... We'll do, like, old school. Like, you know, you put, like, your hoodies down to make the goals. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> work it out. Yeah. Well, so, but you're happy with the quality of them? Yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Very Shout out to Wayne. <laughs> and, and yeah, tell Wayne out. he did a good job. Wayne and his trauma. <laughs> do you know what happened as well? He, um... Yeah, the Cisco, that's fire. Uh, they... I um, I paid for the shipping, like for everyone shipping, but I think my card had changed or something. Like I got a new debit card, so the old one had stopped. Or I don't know, whatever. And uh, he ran it, and it didn't go through, but he'd already sent them all out. And then he emailed me, like, panicking, being like, I... You know, we sent these on good faith and this, that, and the other. And I was like, whoa. Like, he didn't even tell me that he was shipping them. Like, as in, <laughs> like, he didn't, he probably just doesn't want to email me that badly. He didn't even email me to tell me he's shipping them. Let's just I take just the got, loss, guys. Let's just take the loss. <laughs> <laughs> Pay him off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end the company now. Just, Maybe just he won't shut know. down. <laughs> he's asking for was... fucking hats. <laughs> What the? <laughs> oh, I want to get bags, tracksuits, <laughs> everything. But uh, no, he. Uh, I just emailed him straight away and just gave him the details. I was like, Wayne, come on, we're like family now. It's, it's all good. It's a cousin um, that hates you. <laughs> it's a family business, Cisco. Like his wife sends me the invoices. It's a whole thing. I've spoken to her on the phone. Shall I? Carly, would you be interested if I brought Wayne on the podcast? Yes. Would Wayne be interested <laughs> in being on, on the podcast? 
Probably not, but I'd just call him and just record it and just be like, hey, can Wayne, we, how's it going? I don't know about there, but I think here that's illegal. <laughs> yeah, but it's not illegal here, So, and, I'm, and we live here, so <laughs> The Apology Podcast. <laughs> Wayne, we're so sorry. <laughs> All the trauma and torment you got put through. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't come on the podcast, but he might if it's like a PR thing, like as in if they're going to get loads of orders from it. But I'm confident. This is what I'm confident that he will never do this for anybody else. Like as in, this is why these are unique. He won't do this for anyone else. Like it's, I think it's hassle. So, <laughs> but I've told him, but actually I was screenshot at some point and put it out. There's one of the times I said, um, about the other colors and he was like you're gonna put in orders for other colors like exclamation marks i was like wayne it's business this is what you do for a living (laughs) paying you you're not doing it for free like you just got like a over a grand out of us for these jerseys right like what do you want yeah there you go so anyway you you get a hat and Dom, you get a hat? Yeah. Maybe we could put jersey numbers on the side. You can have a little... Oh, yeah. We're going to have to be careful that we don't match the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Is there an NFL team, aren't they? We've got, yeah. to be, we've got to be unique, a bit different I've to them. I've already told you, you're not listening at all. It's going to be like this. You didn't listen to the episode. You didn't know Lucas had HCM. Why are you not paying any attention? Call me Colonel right now. Remember where you are. Say it. Sure. I knew you was going to say it. <laughs> I could have predicted that joke, but I didn't do it. I don't treat you like how you treat me. Okay. <laughs> Fucking sick of it. I'm going to be on the phone to Tammy. So quick after this. <laughs> oh dear. All right, Colonel. Let's go. Mr. Colonel. I will say whenever I think of HCM now, I think of the way that you say it, which is which is like if you guys it's just a different accent, you guys say HCM. Or I think especially Simon does. I don't know if Dom <laughs> HCM <laughs> Pick up wow. jewelry. Wow. You're trying to say that I sound like David Beckham. (laughs) Hello, Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) He's just mad because we did impressions of him on the last on the last episode. And it's not our fault that you are a common thug, is it, Dominique? (laughs) It is not anyone's fault but my parents. And societies and West Ham's to a certain degree. So Mouth has a interesting episode. He's talking to Lucas at the beginning of the episode uh, about articles for the is it articles for the paper. Yes, there's a little nod. There's a <laughs> on a on a unsure look in Carly's eye. <laughs> he's talking anyway. He's talking about the the elections and stuff like that, isn't he? And kind of wanted Lucas's advice on some stuff. Like, anyway, he's having a little chat with him about that. This is when Brooke approaches, gets involved, says that she's going to run for president, class president, school president. I don't really understand the concept of the, the president system at schools. Are you able to help me with the, the school president situation? Because I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's, a, I don't think it's class, I assume it's the school president. 
Um, I think it's just like student body. I don't really know what student bodies do. I think they have some kind of input on like homecoming and school policies. Definitely in in the show. Yeah, it seems like she's school president because it doesn't seem like Erica is necessarily in her grade or anything like that. So. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, they have their awkward moment. So Lucas knows what Mouth did. Mouth obviously knows what he did. And Brooke's there in the middle saying, yeah, you guys are going to vote for me. And they're like, do we have a choice? Ha, ha, ha. And it's all kind of jokey. But Mouth, I can't, what does he say to Brooke? He doesn't really say anything. She's like, you want to write a paper about me running for president? And he's like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's very carly about the whole situation <laughs> he, really, he is that is exactly what i was about to say he's very non-committal um but we we go to later on in the episode and uh mouth has finally decided to step up and tell brooke how he feels not necessarily how he feels but what he's done and it on the off the back of that he explains how he feels and he says it was me it was me that threw the the brick through your window um and you know i'm really sorry i did that he tries to explain it as got drunk and this is what happened and this is the situation and unfortunately um brooke immediately turns around and says i don't think we can be friends anymore uh, and what really surprised me at this moment because i thought it would be a, a i'm really sorry you feel that way kind of thing and he'd be a, a little bit like like gushing for love if that makes sense which is a really horrible turn of phrase <laughs> i'm really sorry um but he's like i almost thought he'd like plead with her to like take me back kind of thing but he actually says yeah i think you're right yeah i don't think we can either and that and it's that moment where i thought oh, wow actually that's quite that's quite a powerful statement back saying yeah i don't think we can be friends i don't i'm fed up of being the, the little brother i'm fed up of being everyone's little brother that's not that's not what i want to be it's not what i'm here for i'm you know so far into the family zone it makes me sick you know and it's just he wants to be he wants to be seen as just just normal i suppose you know people look at lucas a certain way and nathan a certain way and 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 they look at mouth and it's not kind of the same reaction and it's not it's kind of not fair and how he how he feels i felt a little bit sorry for him at the end but i also thought you know you you kind of make your own bed don't you really yeah i certainly i I don't think brooke maybe a little bit has like led mouth on or like played around with like being flirty with him but for the most part i think like she's never made it seem to him like she liked him so it's kind of like i don't know Uh, yeah i have i had zero sympathy for mouth in this like when he was saying that at the end i just thought how childish of you (laughs) like i get the points that you were saying dom um totally and and I, i can see all of that but it's and we've had loads of listeners say it before. He he is coming across entitled, um, and that he because he is a quote unquote good guy that he should therefore be dating whoever he wants, you know, and you know Brooke or whatever. And actually, look, you had you had a crush on her. She didn't feel the same way. She likes you as a friend, but just not in that way. And you. F- through a brick through a car window or, or whatever you know you are the one in the wrong here you're the one that needs to make an amends and like he didn't apologize 
Did you notice that? He didn't say sorry. He he told her what he did. I'm pretty sure he didn't apologize. He just said what he did. That's said true, he was drunk, actually, yeah. gave his excuses, he didn't apologize. So that's a very good point. Yeah, very good point. He doesn't That's say the first anything. thing I would have said. I would have been like, "Where's my apology?" Yeah. <laughs> and and Brooke doesn't know that Mouth paid Lucas, so she. I would also be like, if I was Brooke, also, where's my money? Like, or where's the money to? Or she got it for free. It'd be like, you need to reimburse, you know, Lucas because. Maybe that needs to. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm guessing, as you've just said it like that. I don't know. You're quite good at that, though. That it doesn't ever get mentioned again. But maybe it's uh, like Lucas and Brooke have a conversation again about mouth, and it turns out that Lucas is like, "Well, he he paid to have that have it fixed. You know, he knows he screwed up, and eventually they'll reconnect somehow." But I'm not sure. I, I just thought it was that that moment of her saying, "We can't be friends." I guess we can't be friends anymore. Like, um, and he said, "Yeah, I don't think we can be friends either." I actually thought that was quite, quite a powerful moment, and actually like a strong kind of move. And and if you've got a character that really has no, no real kind of status other than being the the kid that's either picked on or treated as, it's almost like he's second class sometimes. So we always talk. So yeah, I understand the sense of entitlement, and I've said it before as well, and that he it's kind of like he's owed something because of the way he is, but actually he's kind of treated pretty poorly by a lot of them for most of the time. It wasn't until Felix arrived that you actually said, um, it's someone that kind of sees him for him a little bit more and, and treats him a little bit better. And that's changed slightly because of the dynamic between, you know, Brookmouth and, and Felix and Felix is just a bit of a tosser anyway. Um, <laughs> but then we, we've got to a situation where he's actually had to turn around and stand up for himself and say, uh, own up to it fair enough he didn't apologize but he says i did it um he has paid for it and actually yeah we we shouldn't be friends because i see you in a different light you're never going to see me like that and it's kind of wasting everyone's time and it makes us all feel like shit so let's let's not do it anymore mm-hmm. what's your perspective on mouth in general carly i like mouth in general i do think you can I don't know. At times he can be a little like, I guess entitled is a good word. I think like, I don't know. My feeling is just like, he certainly needs to work through these things on his own, but I don't think that's like on Brooke, you know, to like make him feel better about it. And I think there's some things that mouth does or says that because the girls don't take him seriously, like aren't seen as like, as, douchey I guess as if like Nathan or Lucas said it um but but I think for the most part like he's been a good friend to to all of them and um I I like math a lot as a character in general yeah so I so do I I really like mouth um but yeah this is the first time I've really seen it in that way and there's been a few things like that from the podcast that I've never thought about it in that much depth and then also because we're doing it one a week the episode stays with you for that whole week you know especially when like now you know when you like watch it twice and you're really thinking about the plot lines and how you feel about it and the judgment part of it you 
it, it's a different level where before I, I when I first watched it, I used to watch them like in bed, like on headphones or whatever. Last thing at night, I'd probably watch like three in a row and then go and go to sleep. So you're not even thinking about them, you know. They're just blitzing through them. So yeah, it's interesting. But should should we move on to Brook? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> should i should i do <laughs> i just was don't worry about saying sure don't let him get into your head like that just say it if it's comfortable it's natural just say it okay. <laughs> no 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 people need to be uncomfortable on this podcast <laughs> this is the place where everything's worse and you feel uncomfortable so <laughs> no you, you, <laughs> you speak as you as you like that Brooke. So Brooke's going on this sort of mission to be the the president, right? The school president. What you you guys debated and spoke about earlier, and uh, and this is where Erica Marsh is introduced. So we've got a new character, and she is the person that's always been like the president or the leader, you know, throughout you know i don't know middle school elementary school high school you know she's she's the one she's got you know good grade point average and so on and so forth and then brooke is you know the juxtaposition of that in the opposite and they go through and have this uh back and forth you know like as if it's an actual campaign and i love the 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 bit where Brooke says, "I can't believe that bitch went negative," and and Peyton's like, "I can't believe she beat you to it." Like that's a great <laughs> line, and I love the line when they first interacting in the classroom, and Brooke gets her name wrong on purpose, and she's like, "Whatever, Vivica, oh Erica," like so good, so good. I mean, Carly, what's your impressions of Erica Marsh and Brooke's dynamic in this episode? I think it's really good. I think yeah, Erica's like a really good like foil to Brooke like just being so like uptight and like taking it so seriously and you know Brooke as much as she's like having fun with it you could tell it also like means a lot to her to like show that she's something more you know what I mean like that is something re-watching this that I I think this is a really good episode and a really good season in general for Brooke so like now re-watching season two I'm definitely feel like Maybe I, I missed out on that, so maybe I should rewatch it more. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Brooke is like really trying to like dig deep and like prove herself, just even like to herself. And then Erica's kind of like her whole sense of identity is being threatened because she's always been this like school president, like, and nobody's ever really threatened it before. It seems like so. I think it's like a fun dynamic. I also love that line where she says, "Whatever, Vivica." Um, and when they're just like kind of going back and forth, um, yeah, I think it's great. Dom, first impressions of Erica? Uh, actually, this entire scene made me think of Clueless. It was very sort of rich kid kind of let's be nice but really bitchy to each other. <laughs> you know, it was kind of polite bitchiness, which I thought was brilliant. It was a really, really good little dynamic between them. Uh, and and Vivica was um, ha, 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 was 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 did it really well, you know. She's kind of dressed. She's kind of got that blue kind of blazer on, which with the gold buttons, and it's kind of like I'm I'm something special. And she's like, I've been the president since the seventh grade. And Brooke's like, 
who the hell are you? I don't, that means nothing to me. I have absolutely no idea who you are, um, which was good. I didn't know whether that was genuinely she has no idea who she is or if it was like a tactic to put her off a bit and make her think, oh, okay, maybe I've impacted on this school zero. Um, but I, they're just like, their dynamic just made me think of Clueless. I thought, wow, this is hitting 1995 or whenever it was. And it's good. It's good. They're wearing like really fake pearls, like just barely. <laughs> Yeah, we could dress like Jackie Kennedy and and hope for the best. (laughs) And so the the campaign pitches are brilliant. Uh, I love all of them, especially when Brooke changes it. So there's a point where Felix is like taking pictures and she's got the Latin book upside down and he's being sort of supportive again, which as much as we've been saying that he is... A complete douchebag, complete douchebag, especially with his homophobia and, you know, some of the way that he, like, sucker punched Lucas and all of that sort of stuff. Here's a a dick. But he has been treating Brooke well recently and has been being supportive. So we do have to put these things in the tick column. But, uh... Yeah, and and then I love it when she switches the the style and goes into just being honest, and she's you know got a bad grade point average, and she's like pulling that expression of mm, I don't I love that. Um, it was like yeah, at least I, mean, I don't at least I don't cheat, you know. At least you know I'm not going to cheat mm, you out of stuff, and that's kind of like the the banner or the top of the poster. And that's when uh, Erica then says, "Oh, you're saying I cheat to get my four point whatever." Great average, which uh, as a system means uh, nothing to us, unfortunately. As a great, I, I'm, I'm thinking four. Four is not a very big number. What what does that even mean? Is is that a good? Is that a good number? That's the four point oh is like the max. <laughs> and then if you do like AP, like advanced placement classes, you could maybe go above it. But four point oh is supposed to be like if you get all A's and everything. Oh wow. Okay, so if I'm a one, I'm like in a special <laughs> yeah. school. It's really hard to get one. Okay, <laughs> like I put my name down and I'm already on two. Yeah. I spell my name correctly and I've got a two. That's kind of yeah. what we're saying, right? Okay, good. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> I think either like three and then goes down from there. Okay, cool. Right. Well, the the video comes out about Brooke stuffing the uh, the ballot box, right? Um, I have I have a Simon side story on this, just a short one. I, when I was 22, uh, which I still count as my adolescence, it's interesting. We were having this, uh, I, was, I, I wrote on my Instagram about this a few weeks ago, Simon Podcasts. Gems, dropping gems on there. But there was, um, you've got four stages of life, right? You've got your childhood, your adolescence, adulthood, and old age. But for each person, they all come at different times. Like there's no definitive age really that when they when those happen, right? So I say like my childhood went up to when I was like thirteen when my sister moved out. Adolescence went from like thirteen to twenty two. I can't adulthood starting is when I got my first real job. Uh coincidentally met my wife five days later. And then adulthood is still going. And then old age is going to happen when I guess I can't work anymore. Maybe, you know, when I physically can't do that anymore. But it's interesting how it's different for every person. Anyway, the point is, is I put this behavior that I'm about to tell you 
down as still being just at the end of my adolescence here but i worked at this summer camp in america april knows oh dom i haven't told you this this is insane carly i hope you will appreciate this this is so another even side tangent story i spoke about the summer camp that i worked at on one of these podcast episodes camp or kyla off of seattle in america and one of our, not even just listeners, one of our patrons, has been a patron for for ages, reached out a message and was just like, "Oh my god, I was at, I worked at the same, at the summer camp, the exact same years that I was there. Like we know each other, we know all the same people. She worked in the kitchen. Like I ate her food. Like someone I actually know who's American, who worked together on the other side of the planet." is a patron of our podcast and we didn't know that until recently that's really cool very cool what are the odds of that like as in we don't have a we have a a big following to us we think it feels a big following but in the grand scheme of things it's tiny you know (laughs) we've got less than 50 people on our patreon you know and then you know other people but that's insane crazy anyway i was at that summer camp so april you'll know about this at the end of the at the end of the summer they have staff awards and it's for the the values of what the camp stands for so the dundies right (laughs) but it's but it's because it's a ymca camp it's done on like the core values which are like the youngies (laughs) (laughs) it's like honesty um i don't know i can't remember any of the other ones integrity i know yeah, think integrity that blatantly that blatantly was one. And things around this, right? And this is my third summer and it was also going to be my last summer cuz I was going to go home, my adolescence was over, I was going to get into work, right? So I hadn't won. I hadn't won one. Um and I wanted to win. I mean, there's like 200 staff or something and there's like five awards. So it's hard to win. But I wanted to win. And so one of them was honesty and I thought it would be funny if I dishonestly won the award for honesty. So that, like, lunchtime, it's all voted for by staff. So I went table to table, and I was just like, hey, guys, um, I just want to give you my honest opinion about what I think about tonight's dinner. I just want to say, honestly, the weather is lovely outside. Guys, if any of you are going to vote for the honest award... I'm just saying, in my honest opinion, I could be a good guy to put down for it. I basically did that to about 150 people or more. Um, So, and then just in case that didn't work, I also, in different handwriting, did about five or six votes myself. And when no one was looking, put them in the ballot box. And to no one's surprise, I won that award. (laughs) (laughs) And... The person that gave it to me was my was like my line manager, um, and she was like, "It's crazy. We were just counting out the votes, and then all of a sudden there was just like twelve in a row that were for you." And I was like, "Well, the thing is, I'm just a really honest guy. <laughs> I just say it how it is." So there you go. I won an honesty award by being dishonest. That's so me and Brooke won in the same. <laughs> so cheeky. <laughs> So, um, what else? What else does Brooke do, Dom? 
Well, she has her um, Kennedy moment, doesn't she? Because uh, she she kind of draws on Lucas for a bit of support and a bit of advice about how to go with the campaign and speeches and stuff like that. And he provides her with a speech from JFK. And uh, I kind of think, is is this something that is revered about the show, maybe? Or like pinpointed? I'm guessing not, as you're both looking at me as if I'm an idiot. Are you asking about this particular speech? Yeah. I think it's kind of their way of doing like a Lucas voiceover with Brooke. Okay. It's just because her moment at the mirror, at the end of her her bit, where she kind of starts off speaking it, and that is kind of just as mouth has left, and it kind of feels like a really sort of poignant moment. She's on her own. She's kind of gone through this moment of upheaval in her life where, you know, she's gone from being super rich kid, gets what she wants, doesn't have to really care about things, has no real worries. Then you start finding out things about her like difficult relationship with her mom and then her dad loses his job or whatever and has no money and, you know, reality kind of hits her quite hard in the face. And then all these things start happening and actually she wants to try and make a positive difference in the world. And then it just kind of, I thought that was maybe a, a fairly poignant moment in the show to to point out, maybe for the for the season, but it, it doesn't really stand out, I guess. Um, oh, it's a great moment. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was a good one to 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 do, I think, and it's it's a good moment to to pick out. And she starts sort of going through those speeches, but she has she has time with Lucas in her bedroom and they're talking, and that's when Felix comes in. And you know, I said a, a few weeks ago that the rift between. I mean, there's already a rift between Lucas and Felix anyway, because of, you know, Brooke and um, Anna. But I think that distrust from Felix in Brooke is going to start creeping in. And we're going to start seeing more of the douchier, as he would say, side of of Felix uh, and how he treats Brooke and, you know, her relationship with Lucas. And that will almost push Lucas and Brooke close together. Because we know that Lucas is... Has got a thing for for Brooke anyway. Yeah, I think it's kind of they really lay it on thick this episode. Like Felix almost has like no personality in this episode. Like he says almost nothing, and he and everything he says to Brooke is like "Don't be yourself" and like gives her like buttons to give out. And then Lucas is like the polar opposite, being like "You're good enough. Just be yourself." read this speech about courage because I think you're so brave and then Brooke takes all of Lucas's advice and like makes the posters that are authentic and like it's obviously like those are the right things to do um it's just kind of funny like how 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 much they're kind of like that she's being steered you know like I think by Felix not really doing anything Mm. yeah totally yeah Felix actually is a bit bit of a non-event isn't he in this episode his wallpaper is nothing. His background. He's, his wallpaper paste. He's not even the wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, does does that wrap up Brooke? I mean, yeah, she has the like monologue at the end that ties over the montage, but that's pretty much her, right? Any predictions, Tom? Uh I I I think I think she'll Go, really go for it the campaign will probably take up a, a at least another two episodes um whenever i say things like that it's it's probably already finished <laughs> we find out the result the next episode but 
Um, I think she'll have. Um, I think she'll win, but it'll be. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to keep my. You keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So Erica's going to be my my vice president or whatever, and keep her on board somehow. Or give her give her the secretary job. So nobody. She says nobody with any. Um, people that don't really take it seriously just take the secretary job. So I reckon she'll give her that job and then make her do loads of shit. <laughs> Makes her call her colonel. <laughs> the... Okay, so we is it is it time then? It's time. They're the only ones left, aren't they? Like we, we bring Chris Keller into it as well. Taylor. Oh, we haven't done we haven't done Peyton and Jake. And Jake. <laughs> okay, well, Carly, your choice. You want to go to Peyton and Jake, or yeah. you want to go to Nathan and Haley? Get yeah, Peyton and Jake over with. <laughs> there, there was uh, there was a lot of Jake in a wife beater, <laughs> I, watching her sleep as well. <laughs> I find it so awkward. Weird scene. Was it was it right for me? <laughs> it was probably one of the only moments I paid attention. But um, there's a moment where it's like. I don't know how to explain this without being a bit weird, but Peyton almost has like come to bed eyes and he's like, oh, okay. And then the baby cries and it's like, well, that's ruined our night. Mm-hmm. Is Pretty this, much. Is that right? I think it was, it, yeah, I think it was, uh, <laughs> you know, reaching the top drawer. Let's see if Lucas <laughs> left his multi-pack about. There's <laughs> got me some Trojans left in here somewhere. <laughs> Oh god. No, nah, yeah, it looked like it was that. And then but then it was sort of oh, don't, Jake being the good guy. Don't worry, I'll get her, you know. It was and the way that he was lit, it was kind of like he was he was like Batman. He was Bruce Wayne in the night for a second there. Like he had like a halo over his head. I mean, is that how you what you thought, Carly? Yeah, it was definitely framed that way, but then I was also like it's your baby. Yeah, get her. <laughs> <laughs> she's already Peyton's already in bed how selfish are you of course you're gonna get her. you stood up yeah. <laughs> like of course you're gonna get her you're standing right there and it's your child <laughs> I've got this go back to sleep <laughs> too like, fucking I right <laughs> you can imagine Peyton just reaches into a handbag and just chucks chucks Jake her keys these work <laughs> shove them in her mouth quiet sit down used to work before you fled you know <laughs> Oh, dude. So well, true. We also get Jake talking to your main man, Whitey Dom. We do. Talk to us about that. It's a, it's a really good match. It's so good to see Whitey back in the episode. Whitey's actually in the um, the uh, school elections scene as well. He's the one that comes in and explains it all to um, all the kids that are in, in that classroom. I, I almost feel like it was a bit strange that he was there. I, I couldn't really work out why he was there. I'm guessing they didn't want to pay for another, you know, actor to be the teacher in the show. So they just thought, hey, you know, we're already forking out a load of money for old Baza. Let's get him involved. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he, he approaches um, Jake, I mean, approaches Whitey and says, um, I I." You know, I'm coming back to to Tree Hill. I want to come back to the school. I want to be committed to the school and finishing my education. And Whitey's very honest, isn't he? As he always is, and is like, you know, 
no kid wants their dad to be a moron basically um make sure you are going to finish school um why do you hang your head in shame when i say things i i'm, I'm not i just paraphrase and cut through and just make sure that you know i wasn't i wasn't actually listening i was <laughs> you have, i was doing a you for once i was Switching I, off. I was laughing at your baza comment it really it really tickled me because that's such a it's it, it was laughing at multiple things I was laughing at that i was laughing at what carly was thinking about that because it's incredibly like british thing <laughs> like to um and that's something that you do more than me is that sometimes like maybe from like spending time in america or because of just i don't know but like I notice the Britishness on you sometimes, and it, re- but in a good way, in a funny way, and it makes me laugh. But then it makes me laugh even more when I'm thinking, what is like Carly thinking? And most of our guests are American. I'm like, what? Are you? Like, have you ever heard someone called Barry no, be called Baz? I just let it. Have you heard the? <laughs> right. So you, but have you? You've never heard. Have you ever heard someone called Barry called be called Baza? It's the same with Gary. We call someone called Gary Gaza. <laughs> I'd imagine, like, I imagine Cat in Australia and other Australians, if we have other Australians, um, that, you know, Alicia, are you Australian? I think you might be. You said about going back to Australia. In, in, but... in Australia, they're not even called Gary. They're just born Gaza or Baza. <laughs> just, they don't even go with a formal bullshit <laughs> just go straight in with the nicknames <laughs> oh i love australia <laughs> yeah i love it too well um I, I, i've actually never been i've just just so nobody sues us <laughs> i have i do i like it one of, one of my best friends is australian i do i have a, i have a video of us doing like a two minute handshake on my instagram there you go oh, simon podcasts check it out <laughs> bridging the gap between the uk and australia <laughs> we've got to get it moving like you know this is going to end in 2025 we've got to move on to what's next do you know do, do you know what honestly that is what i'm doing it for let's just put that out there that is exactly what i'm doing it for i had this we built the instagram up for the ravens it got to a point got to the goal that i wanted it to get to but then I had this realization that well we'll get to 2025 and if we start a new podcast or something, where those followers aren't that page is stopped. You know you can't just change that to whatever's next. So it's like actually if we have our own if we have our own pages, then it can just be plugging all the podcast stuff through one page. So they just have their their moment together, don't they? And and Whitey kind of puts his art. Wow, Whitey's got this brilliant like reaffirming smack, hasn't he? Just, I almost want him to tell me everything's going to be okay and then hit me. <laughs> I think it'd be like brilliant. But he kind of says, you know, don't, don't try and rebuild your life and set up your new life alone. There's people here that want to help you. I'll go and talk to the principal for you and make sure that it's, you know, it's all cool for you to come back. And I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll support you with that and help you out, which is good. I'm assuming Jake's moving back in with his parents. Yeah, also, they don't really have a choice. I think they have to let him back in at public school. <laughs> yeah why he's making out it's, it's a big i'm putting myself out for you jake you know? <laughs> actually they got no choice it's the law <laughs> well put carly well mentioned i love that <laughs> i wouldn't have i wouldn't have even thought of that either. 
So, where else do we see him? Oh, we see him at Trick, and he comes up to Peyton, and she's like in like the DJ booth, and she's sort of complaining about like the bands and things that are going to be there, and he's saying, "Why are you worried about this? There's a DJ to worry about this, you know." Um, and you're 16, like relax, okay? <laughs> it's not your job. To, well, I guess it is her job to do this. Is she getting paid to do this? That's a question. Carly, is she getting some money for this? I mean, she has to. I feel like Karen should be paying her. I don't know if she is. Uh, I'd give her a I'd give her a cut of the night's takings. Cuz she's sort of <laughs> commission based. She sort of like manages that that particular event, doesn't she, in that night. So I'd, I'd give her I'd give her a chunk of that money. Yeah. Like 3%, 4%. <laughs> Are you saying on top of a basic pay, or are you saying it's all commission based? Um, maybe she gets basic on the night. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> She's getting some money out of it. Who cares? We do. That's why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much money Peyton gets or doesn't get. <laughs> all i know is that jake is creepy and watches her while she sleeps <laughs> there's, there's actually a really nice moment where they they come back to school and jake is greeted kind of by everyone and then brooke mm. brooke has the moment of going hi jake oh it's great to see you back you're gonna vote for me or can you vote in this town or something like that are you, are you eligible to vote here still which i thought was quite quite a good little funny moment with like carry away bits of comedy that she has every now and then in that scene too, there's a really good moment where Jake's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stick around," and Brooke's like giving Peyton like a, like a look. <laughs> it's like very overdone, but it's still funny and cute. It's like, oh. <laughs> I I like all of the 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 Jake and Peyton stuff. Like, I think it's it's the come it's to bed nice eyes. to see. <laughs> well, it's nice to see Peyton like happy. Like we said this like when when her dad was there, that uh, she feels like a different character and she feels the same way when jake is there and that and that's nice and yeah I, and i thought the the point where she's walking through the corridor peyton brooke and Haley, that was very quintessential one tree hill right there i mean i can give you a bit of an idea dom of like direction i guess of that this is heading in terms of like that union between those three um it was nice and it felt that all three of them are really good actresses because it felt really natural like all of their movements and they they have great chemistry together i think it's uh, i would totally agree it's almost a shame that that there isn't we talk about the main five and it's a shame that we don't talk about the main six in that and jake isn't included because on all the so I only I've only looked at the box from season one, like the the picture, but you see the five of them, and it's a shame that Jake isn't on it. And then are oh, the same for season two, is that it's just the five of them. So I can only assume that Jake is only ever going to be this peripheral character. He'll be in for five episodes, then be out for three, and then be back for a bit, and it's just going to continue like that. Um, and he might not even make the full run. I don't know. So if Whitey doesn't get him a place in the school, he might be gone next week. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he may be. You, you don't think he's ever going to get, like, do a Barbara Allen Woods and get a credit in the intro, you know, get a gold faded name under his face. I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> well, um, I think, is that pretty much it on Peyton and Jake that's pretty much it isn't it there's a little bit more Peyton like with Haley but we can talk about that with Nathan and Haley because it's more with their storyline yeah 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 okay well Dom any predictions for Jake and Peyton uh just I don't know I kind of like their little relationship it's quite nice it is like having um it's like the the Peyton happiers around, you know, around Jake and and Larry both cheer her up because she's got company and it's company that she enjoys. And I suppose they don't really create too much drama for her or any issues or problems. You know, I know Jake had a very complicated few months or so, but um, she clearly likes him very much, and I hope that their relationship kind of blossoms a little bit before Nikki comes back and destroys it. Okay. She got a mention. She got a mention in this episode. He said he's going to, you know, pursue legal channels and stuff like that. So she she'll appear at some point stinking away. <laughs> okay. Well, shall we guys go into the final part, the heartbreaking part, the naily part. So here we can cover off Nathan, Haley, Chris Keller, and I guess the wreckers. Taylor. Taylor, yeah. And Haley. Oh, and Taylor. Taylor. Taylor, sorry, yes. Yeah, okay. Dom, tell us. You start. Well, tell us about... where do I begin? I just... I just... I'm absolutely devastated by this whole sequence, this whole... This whole entity of... of Chris existing is just heartbreaking... Haley disappearing is heartbreaking. Nathan throwing the, the, the piano is heartbreaking. It's all heartbreaking. Taylor just being a bit of a slutty mess, heartbreaking. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. I'm very upset by it all. Yeah. Very upset. Carly, <laughs> what, what are your, what's your perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's not so fun to watch, but I think... I have I, I don't I don't I definitely agree with you, but I think I have a little bit of a different perspective. <laughs> I'm not, it I'm, hasn't ruined your life then? No, <laughs> like no, it has mine. No, it makes me equally as upset, but I feel I think you're really angry with Haley and I I think I get it a little bit. I don't know. Ooh. Okay, so Ooh. Okay. So she's she's following her heart, which I get. I understand that because it's not just following her heart in terms of she loves someone else or something like that because it's clear to see that she does still love Nathan. Agree with that totally. And she wants to follow her passion and her dream. But what really, really got it for me is when he says, and why haven't you invited me along? Yeah. That that's that's the moment. That's it. That's it right there. And then he says, you know, if you go, then we're done. And she does. You know, she's upset about it. I mean, she's, she's like, devastated and has a moment with Taylor. But that's it. She's made her choice. She's made her bet. And that's that's the 
that's the heartbreaking bit right there. Yeah, she does pretty much almost everything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) She just misses all her opportunities to tell the truth. She lies about things. Like, I feel like, like the way that she's feeling her intentions. Like, I, I, I believe her when she says it's not about Chris. But Nathan, there's no way for Nathan to believe that at this point because she's just put him in a position where he just can't. But I think also. I think Nathan was being a little silly to even think about not doing high flyers, you know, and like just making that choice without talking to her. And then that puts her in a position now where she could do the same thing and just give it up. But it's also Nathan being unrealistic. Like she says she's ahead of in in her classes. Like she could take the time off. Nathan, in order to come with her, would have to like, bail out like you know what I mean like I think it's not so much her I know it feels like her abandoning him but I think it's a little bit more complicated I I mean I think we all know that other than basketball Nathan's a bit of a lost cause isn't he we're not we're not he's he's not hitting a 4.0 yeah so (laughs) he he can write his name right and get a two right we'll stick with that um but I, I can't help but feel that um exactly like you said that he's he's made a choice he said i'm not going to go and do that even though with we know it's kind of down manipulation and down paying his way through but he he doesn't know that mm-hmm. um that's still not quite come to light yet um if it if it ever does i don't know it seems to have been brushed under the carpet for now but um just the fact that he was willing to to give that up to to focus on on his his marriage and Haley and and that's a really nice moment but actually, he still has basketball. It's still there. He's still, you know, in the varsity team. And he's, you know, he's going to go places. He's going to have scouts come and watch him, as, you know, as long as he's playing well and hitting, beating his averages or, you know, I don't, I don't understand it. But um, uh, if he's scoring a lot and, you know, playing a lot, then he's he's going to do fine anyway. And he's, you know, potential college positions out of that. But with Haley, it's slightly different because the the world that she wants to go into is just uh, a complete, you know, completely new entity, and it's just something that is impossible to get into unless you've got someone backing you kind of all the way and really, really pushing you. Um, and uh, it's great that she's got that talent and she's got that drive and she wants to do it. And she even says, "Oh, I, I, you know, when we got married, I, I didn't like explode or." whatever and it nothing went horribly wrong so i i know that i can go and do things and it's not the end of the world and i can push to that limit a little bit and these are good messages it's these are kind of good messages going out to the world and out to people that are watching it saying i can go for my dreams i can push myself i can do something you know if i've if if i really put my mind to it or if i've got someone you know championing me to go and do that however she's just totally crushed her relationship with Nathan and totally like really crushed him because he even goes out running to try and find her and kind of try and say look don't don't see this as 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 the end you know that that's how I interpret him running around trying to find her is is you know okay go but you know come back when you when you're ready and we'll we'll get things going again yeah Simon I I I would put it down to um, immaturity and selfishness, and I, I, I'm, I know that 
goes slightly against what both of you are saying but i say that because she she wanted to get married and everybody said well you're young for getting married married a marriage is it comes with sacrifices it comes with um responsibilities and it can come with it comes with some weight to it and i don't think i think this is a prime example of therefore you're not ready then you can't you don't just abandon your spouse to go and do something else like actually a prime example of this uh, my wife and i were watching the movie stowaway last night on netflix it just came out i don't know if i'm assuming it just it might have maybe it come does it come out earlier in american netflix maybe i don't know uh, dom you would really like it it's a sci-fi one Anna, anyway Anna the, yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good um but the point is it's a mission to mars um and it's a two-year mission that's not a spoiler that's all i will say but my wife said to me if you had the opportunity to go to mars would you go like as in if would i go and i said like as in without her and i was like no i wouldn't um and she said she and the same you know she wouldn't go without me because we wouldn't want to do that i wouldn't want to spend two years away you know from my wife um and so it comes back to the point that you said dom that yeah he she didn't invite him uh but i think it's really selfish of her like at least and it's about intention so at least with nathan he didn't go to high flyers and he didn't handle that in the best way and he should have spoken to her about it but his intention was that he didn't want to um put her in that position to feel guilty and he wanted to not spend that time away from her you know because they're married or you know wanting to be with her now her intention is she doesn't want to be with him she wants to be with this other guy that she's got this connection for music with and she wants to just go along and ride with that well that's the sort of thing you could have done before you were married that's the sort of thing you can do when yeah you're in high school you're in college you're in the late stages of your adolescence or whatever you know but you've made a commitment to be married. You took these vows and, you know, you got to stick with it. Um, if anything, it just shows that you weren't ready for it. And it really pisses me off, actually. Like, this storyline is my least favourite storyline in the entire show. And there is some crazy shit that happens later <laughs> in the show. And, and, yeah, but this is my least favourite storyline of the entire series. So is Nathan justified in saying, if you go out that door, that's it, we're done? Yeah, I think so. I I would feel that way. I mean, he's saying it out of emotion. I'm not saying the way that he said it is, is okay. And I'm not saying that the way he convicted it, but he's saying it out of pain, you know, and he came to his senses. He saw like the bench with the naily bracelet and everything. And he ran back and I'm sure if she was there, it would have been, a heartfelt moment and speech and whatever, whatever. Um, But I think the sentiment behind it of you're going to just leave with this other guy that you have kissed and you have said that you've, you know, there's some sort of vibe with and hidden things and lied. That's not cool. That's not on. That's garbage, garbage personality traits in my opinion carly i'm sensing you have a slightly different opinion no it's not really that different no i agree i think it's also one of my least favorite storylines but i think the reason i feel a little bit differently about it is i more feel like 
yeah, they, they shouldn't have gotten married. You know, like, I'm seeing, I see it more as them being, like, 17-year-olds than them being married people. Like, they're 17-year-olds that didn't really under, she didn't really understand what she's getting into. And I think both of them make choices eventually that kind of show that and, like, prove that, you know? And I think, like, I don't know. I just think, like, if a 17-year-old, like, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Like, if one of them asked me, like, oh, what should I do? I would be like, well, you sh- you should go do your dream and you should try to be with this person. And you should not lie about it and you should do it respectfully. But, you know, they also wouldn't be married. So it, just, it, it frustrates me with the show because they got us invested in this marriage that we were all resistant to. And it made us, like, be okay. Like, they want to be married for real. And then it was like, no, just kidding. <laughs> They don't. Oh, that that <laughs> totally. So, um, no, I was just gonna say totally. I, I think you, you know you're both you're both like kind of spot on with your answers because I mean it's all based on your own opinions. But I like what both of you've got to say, and and the show exactly like Carly just alluded to is you're so built to think that Nathan is going to be the one that screws us up. You're so built and and drawn that way that Nathan is at some point going to be the one that ruins this relationship. We we we've had. Taylor thrown in, uh, you know, and, and is basically wearing nothing the entire time she's on screen. And you've got, you know, all these elements that are being chucked in and, and it's still Haley the one that, that kind of makes it all backfire and, and go wrong. Mm-hmm. And she's meant to be the, the golden girl, isn't she? The whole the whole thing. Yeah. And, and I agree with them being, you know, young and that forgiving, of course, like as in uh, you never judge. Yeah, you'd never judge someone of that age for making mistakes. And we all make mistakes whatever age we're at, you know. Um, but, you know, more so usually in that period. But they made the commitment, like as in everyone told them not to, basically, or said not, you know, that you're too young and this, that, and the other. And I think this, just from Haley's perspective, shows that to be correct. Yeah. Where and, and that's fine, also. But she should put her hands up and say that then, and say this wasn't. Well, maybe she did say that. I'm not sure. But you know, maybe you know we got married too early, and actually this is too much commitment and we're living in an apartment and have like hardly any money. And for some reason, Nathan doesn't go to school when she's at school. That confused me. <laughs> and Taylor's like, oh, I'll just, I grab some cash to go and get beer or whatever. Haley's at school. Well, Nathan, why are you not at school? Like, <laughs> what's going on? He's going to have a minus grade point average soon. <laughs> minus two. Like... Everybody should have listened to Huey Lewis from the beginning. Who said, she can get married when she's finished college. Yeah. Or even well done, she... Huey Lewis. <laughs> well, listeners, I feel like this is, is like a hot topic for debate. So w- let us know, write in, hit, hit us up on the comments on, and all of the places. What are your opinions? Like, is is Haley completely the villain here? Is some of it justified? Where where do you sit on this? I, I wouldn't ever call her the villain. Chris is the fucking villain. Haley is just the the manipulated pawn, but she is she is it's she's she's not she's not in my good books at all. Yeah. But Chris is the villain for sure. 
I, I see it more as Haley's choice, but I don't, to me, Chris is kind of like, which maybe isn't not fair, but to me, Chris is kind of like a non-factor. Like, it just in my mind, it's really about Haley being like, I want to do this for myself and do music. And I believe her about not really caring about Chris. But I, I think, I think she's been drugged. He's manipulating <laughs> the situation. She's being threatened, something like that. It's got to be, surely she wouldn't pick Chris over Nathan. Nobody would. But she's not. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. She <laughs> I don't think she cares about Chris. But not to Nathan. Not in Nathan's head. Nathan said, "It's you're picking Chris. You're picking me." Yeah. But that's pride, as I say, as Ving Rhame said in Pulp Fiction. That's pride, fucking with you. But um, no, it's the wrong podcast for Pulp Fiction references, <laughs> isn't it? But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that quote in right here, though, so people will get it. Night of the fight, you may feel a slight sting. That's pride, fucking with you. Fuck pride. Pride only hurts. It never helps. You fight through that shit. Because a year from now, when you're kicking it in the Caribbean, you're going to say to yourself, Marcellus Wallace was right. Right. You can't blame, you can't blame Chris. You can only blame Haley. He's not in there. He's not in the relationship. That's like saying, that's like saying, Dom, if, I don't know, you've got a girlfriend, you kiss someone else, and then your girlfriend is not going to blame them. She's going to blame you. You know, because you're the one in the relationship. You know, that's just an external factor, whoever that other person is. Like, you're the one that should know better, you know. Um, Obviously, you would never do that. But I'm just saying that, you know, that it's about Hayley and Nathan together and everything else is just external. And so if if there's any blame to be assigned or fault, then it's got to be within that circle. I, I just really wanted to like Haley more, and I've really disliked her over the last few episodes. So, um, pinpointing someone that I like dislike even less is is easier for me. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're just taking your frustrations out on that poor guy with a healthy head of hair. That's what you're doing. Well, Cardi, do you like Tyler Hilton's music? I don't think I've like listened to any of it like outside of the show, but I have always liked, you know, everything he sings in the show. I downloaded the song that he did in the show today. I really liked it. Dom, you're making a face. It's not music I would choose to listen to. Yeah. He's a good musician, mm. but it's, I wouldn't pick it. I wouldn't think, oh, I'll listen to that, you know, while I'm driving in the car or anything like that. There's no, one not. song in a later season that I would listen to outside of the show i just haven't is it is it kicking heels no i don't know what it's called (laughs) okay well anything is it is it a fast is it fast tempo or slow tempo let's see if i can just find the title am i allowed to say the title yeah there's one called loaded gun that i really like yeah that's what it is i didn't know if that was the title yeah i like that one that's a good one well, um, 
I really like his line when he comes on. Well, firstly, Peyton's introduction of, we're going to have some great music tonight. But first, here's Chris Keller. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. But then when he comes on and he says, you know, you're still not ready for this, but, you know, here we go. And then he does the song. And then at the end, he says, thank you, everyone. You've been acceptable <laughs> but he also at the beginning says this one's for you Haley," which is just like in that way it's it is his fault because even if Haley wasn't doing anything wrong that would still co- like cause issues for her with nathan salt in the wounds a little bit with nathan in particular wait the the moment that chris and nathan have as well is, a, is like a really important moment and um didn't result in enough punching for <laughs> for my liking yeah, to explain explain it uh it's when chris goes chris goes well chris goes backstage and is just has he just finished his set i assume he has um because otherwise they wouldn't know he was there and nathan follows him out into i suppose the green room or backstage and basically confronts him and says he know does he know at this point that that the kiss happened i mean he's read he's read the email from the beginning so he knows that it's implied, but, but Haley he, said it didn't happen. Yeah, he he thinks that Taylor's made it up, right? Um, so it's kind of is this warning? Is this the warning? The final warning? Stay away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's kind of it, really. It's it's more what Chris says back to him that that kind of hits home in that she's, you know, she's got this. He talks about Haley having this drive, and she's got this kind of energy for it now. And you notice that she's pulling away from you, and um, you're you're starting to lose her a little bit. And she's edging into a world that doesn't involve you, and that's kind of what sets off Nathan a little bit more because he was like, you know what, I was going to come back in, sort of kick, like kick your ass, but I'm not going to do that. And then actually gets him a bit riled up, doesn't it? And Chris has a really good line, too, of, like, maybe I'm wrong, maybe she does love you, but what if it's not enough? Which I think is kind of, like, the whole point of this episode, <laughs> is it's probably not. <laughs> oh, it's rough. I mean, and then, <laughs> and then, I mean, we're skipping bits here and there, but, you know, Taylor's around being a douchebag. Um, I mean, she, like, has these little redeeming moments where she is, like, supportive of Haley, but on the whole... <laughs> she is so frustrating i've decided to put um a new a new segment in for our judgments which is worst character of the episode Ooh. yeah i made this decision because i was so frustrated at one of the characters i won't say yet i was like god they're the worst character of the episode i was like oh worst character <laughs> <laughs> so let's throw that in um but yeah i mean if we sort of get cuts like towards the end uh hey nathan's given like this ultimatum or whatever or you know said why didn't you not invite me so on and so forth he he storms out walks around uh goes to come back and haley has gone he loses it throws the keyboard into their like marriage wedding board it perfectly cracks in half almost as if the prop team had you know <laughs> split it just you know in between like the heart and in between their like pitches and everything but it, it was cinematic we liked it <laughs> um and yeah and then 
and then we've got Brooke sort of montaging and narrating over the the end. I mean, is there any other particular points before we get onto Dom's predictions? Oh, and obviously Haley gets on the bus, she sort of sheepishly puts her bags under the in the bus and just sort of goes in. Um, yeah. Dom, I mean, just as a first reaction to her getting on the bus, like, was this completely, I mean, I know we watched it with you, but was this completely left field? You never thought this was going to happen, that she'd actually leave and get on the bus, or you did see it going that way? I, th- I thought we'd have a bit more tension, and maybe Chris come in and, you know, making life difficult for all of them, and maybe Haley's involvement with Trick would be a little bit more, and she'd get in- involved with music that way, but yeah, I was quite surprised that it, in one episode it's mentioned that she's going to go and she doesn't. And then in the next episode, she goes. That, that's it. She's going to follow this um, this dream and and hope it, it pans out. On, on, on Everything that has been said, so other than the, the two singers that, that she talks to at one point and they say, oh, you know, we think you've got a great voice and blah, blah, blah. And you've got, you know, our support acts vouching for you and then enter Chris. Uh, to ruin everyone's day um it it's just kind of like everything kind of feels like chris has built it up to this chris has been working this to make this happen so i can't i can't help but feel we get down the line somewhere and she'll be recording and doing some stuff and he'll just be playing in an angle somehow i i, I just don't trust him i don't think his um what's the word Sincere. Sincere. Perfect word. Thank you. Yeah, he's it's just not sincere from him uh, at all. Well, Carly, can you remember your first time viewing, like what you thought, or you know what you think on repeat viewings of this decision by Haley? Yeah, I think I'm. You know, I think in retrospect, like now that I've seen it a couple of times, I'm probably like reading more into it, and I'm a little more forgiving of Haley, but definitely. Every time it's hard to watch. She's not making good choices. Not great. <laughs> not going. Good. And she's kind of. Sorry, go. That's it. She's kind of falling from this pedestal that we put her on, but she kind of put herself on it because from the pilot, she was just this like true character that was so full of life and just unique and and different to like the other characters in like a great way and yeah and then it just feels like we just don't expect this from her we expect more Haley. we demand more mm-hmm. but there we go dom what's your prediction my friend this is a big one uh well i've kind of said what what I think is going to happen with Haley and Chris. Um, it, what about the other side of that? It, what about Nathan? It's Nathan and Lucas. I said a few weeks ago that somehow Dan will drive a wedge between Nathan and Lucas and that, that wedge is, look, it looks like that wedge is being made with Lucas moving into the house and the box of stuff being thrown at, at Nathan. And can Nathan support himself with his job and paying for the flat? Uh, his apartment sorry um i'm just not sure how sustainable it's going to be and uh, this is going to be like pure 
vulnerability now where he's going to almost go back to maybe Dan with his tail between his legs and and it's a you're right moment for Dan isn't it Dan said it's not going to work because it'll be over in months he'll be back here begging for us to give him everything back again but I almost feel like Dan's going to go I've got Lucas now you made your choice you emancipated yourself bye-bye and send him away and and he'll kind of force Deb into doing the same thing or or just try and keep Deb out of it altogether but yeah I think Nathan's gonna have a bit of a tough time maybe Taylor will take advantage of him of his vulnerable we'll find out if the the scorpion strikes (laughs) well before we go into judgment land is there anything anyone else wants to say about anything on this episode that we didn't hit on no okay well if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast even if you didn't why not get involved in our patreon ravenshoops.net why dom because basketballs go through oops but carly they also go through nets (laughs) that's right ravenshoops.net you listened to the podcast before right (laughs) (laughs) just in it it for the jerseys and hats (laughs) she's in it for wayne (laughs) (laughs) um okay so judgment land carly let's start with you who was your favorite performer of this episode i like the actor we're saying Mm-hmm. I I think Bethany joined Lens. I, I I felt like she was really sincere. Not my favorite character of the episode, but I, I think my favorite performance. I want to say James Lafferty, but at the end, his perf- like I just I I wanted to be sadder. <laughs> I guess. So, okay. Okay. So Bethany Joy Lens Dom. Uh, I had actually considered James Lafferty, but there was one there's one scene right at the beginning that he has that really annoyed me, and it's probably because of it, the way the episode's put together. And it's it's when can I guess? Can I go guess? On, yeah, go for it. Is it the one where is it where he comes in and he's got his arms folded and he's talking to Taylor and he's just like, "You're busted, Taylor." Uh, no, it's like way before that. Can I guess? Well, add that one in anyway. (laughs) Carly, of course you can guess. When he's like talking to himself about the computer being open. Spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely spot on. Oh, we've got all these candles out. Oh, this is happening. Oh, and she's left her laptop open. Okay, all right. We're giving it it away a little bit there, aren't we? It's just, it felt like we were reaching a little bit and we we didn't need to be doing that. He could have just gone over and go to close it and seen that there was something pop up from Chris or something like that, rather than, Oh, the laptop's open everyone. You know, it just, it felt a bit much. So yeah, he unfortunately lost, lost the title um, for it because of that. Uh, I'm actually going to give it to Bethany Joy Lens as well. I think the, um, the crying game is just unbelievable. She's just, she just, just does emotion really well. Um, But she's also really starting to play, awkward and trying to hide things and you can you can see that tension she she builds tension really well and you can kind of feel that on screen and and it comes through to you as a as an audience so uh, i really enjoy 
watching her as much as her character is doing my head in um i think she's great at it and i i wouldn't feel that way if she wasn't if she wasn't great at acting mm-hmm. what about yourself young man uh <laughs> <laughs> thanks dad um <laughs> i <laughs> i'm actually gonna say I've, i wrote it down this week um but i can remember isn't that funny when you write it down it reinforces it i guess I'm going to say Moira Kelly, and I think that's kind of a shocking one. Or, oh no, you both are nodding. Okay, well, I thought that was going to be an unexpected one, but her crying and vulnerability in the final scene, I thought was the best acting in this whole episode. And as that's what we're judging this section on, I thought, well, I feel like I have to give it to her. Um, I mean, I I thought the rest were good as well. We we missed out on a really good line between Andy and Karen um, when they're at the... I think they're at the bar or the counter. Cafe. Yeah, they're at the, yeah. the counter, and she's and he says, "Oh, it's a bit stormy in here," or something like that. And she's like, what? "I can't remember exactly what she says, but give her a weather report or something." Yeah, yeah. She she hits back straight away with a with a really like really good line. So I thought that was a really good moment. She was a bit cold to Andy, like in that moment. Like he was just being nice, just chilling, and. Uh... Yeah, there were levels of disrespect, but her performance was good. Carly, who was your favourite character of the episode? That's a really tough one. Um, I I really like how much Brooke is like coming out of her shell and like they're really developing her character. But I think Nathan for this episode is just like so lovable, and he's trying his best <laughs> dom uh, i pulled a, a little face there when you said brooke because i thought oh we've picked the we've picked the same one but my my favorite character is actually brooke in this episode she's she she's kind of the the good kind of comic relief that then has a, a tender moment towards the end um and and like i said that her moment in the mirror is a standout moment for me i think and and was a, was a good moment so i'm gonna give it to brooke what about you, Simon? Simon. <laughs> I am going to give it to Brooke as well. I, I thought that, that Carly was going to say Brooke as well and it was going to be a full house, but um, that's okay, Carly. You ruined that. Uh, but the. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You know that this is jokes, right? You know that this is just our dry humour. Yeah. Okay. okay. Subscription cancelled. Tomorrow you're going to unfollow. You want to, if you're going to do that, I was going to say, if you're going to do that, you better wait until we've edited it. (laughs) We can make things sound all different kinds of ways. (laughs) You'll be having Pulp Fiction dialogue coming out. No, I'm joking. Uh, The... Yeah, I, I I really like Brooke's development in this episode. And then also she cheats to win things, and I do that too. Relatable. So. <laughs> Cut from the same yeah. dazzle cloth. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was almost up there with the Andy on the foot. But, um, okay. Carly, who was your favourite background performer? Okay this one i do listen to the pod it's really sounding like i don't but i forgot to prepare for this 
<laughs> this question. I-, I often do as well. Don't worry. I think my favorite background performer. Oh, you know what? When Chris was performing, his backup singers, there's more than, oh, does that count? They're not saying lines. They're just saying. Sure. They, that counts. It made me think that they were filming the performance live. It looked really realistic, but I don't know if they were or not, but they're doing a great job. That's my nice. Excellent. Dom? Uh, I'm going to go for, there were, I can't pick a specific one, but there were other kids in the classroom when Brooke was talking to Erica. So I'll just pick one of them as my favourite background performer. As Whitey walks in, yeah. I was like, hey, you yeah. you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> You're meant to be a professional. <laughs> You're meant to be a professional. I, I listen and I'm on this podcast regularly and I, I still <laughs> didn't pick out a background performer. So. <laughs> Dom listens to our podcast to get him to sleep. That's probably not a great <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's true that's a fact that's not even like i leave it playing dom I, is that true I, I leave it playing i put the timer on and when i'm really tired i sometimes drift off to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you critique yourself uh yeah all the time no, I, i've noticed that, I that i sometimes i'm too close to the microphone when i say peas and any p- sort of sound it goes <laughs> and it's too much i can't handle it so i i sit further away now so I think if I do that... I've never noticed that. Oh, okay. I'm really sorry I've ruined your life now because well, that's all you were here. Um, uh, and it really winds me up. So I, I now not now know not to be so close to the mic. That's funny. I, <laughs> I've got to this point where I can't listen to the podcast anymore. Like as in... I got, not that I listened to it before, but I would edit it and then... And that takes listening. And then there'd be times where we're like three episodes ahead or something that when the episode would come out, I would just listen to the first bit because we'd be getting messages about the episode and I can't remember it. I can't even do that anymore. I think it's because like spoken about so much like personal stuff on here that it's like, which is cathartic to do. But after you've shared it, it's like I'm done with it now. I don't want to hear it again. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I'm not... I want to hear all of your parts, but like I don't want to hear my own story because I've had, I've it's done now. Does that make sense? Especially if you're right. editing it, that's a lot of listening to the same. Thing. Yeah, and like hearing myself drives me crazy as well. <laughs> like, I just want to edit myself out of it completely, you know. So. Uh, right, my favourite background performer, very specifically in the high school, just as Brooke, Haley, and Peyton are walking down the corridor, you can see behind them at the end, there's a guy wearing a red little cowboy hat. And then he picks it up and puts it on top of the lockers. <laughs> it's very random and it's like bright red. Uh, people go back and look out for it. Carly, what was your favorite line of the episode? I wrote a couple down. I think this one I am prepared. Oh, I think um, Brooke's line where she says, I am who I am, no excuses, but I want people to see that there's more to me than just some party girl. Because I think that's like 
I think she said like the essence of that before, like in really early on when she first had like a deep conversation with Lucas when Peyton after that Duke party, like she said that type of thing, like I am who I am, which is I think what's really appealing about her character is like sometimes it seems like Peyton's like always making excuses for why she's like being a bitch or whatever, but Brooke is just (laughs) (laughs) this is who I am, but there's actually more to her, which I think is cool. Really good one. I, well, I normally try to pick out um, quite a good sort of poignant quote, but I've gone for a bit of fun this week. I've decided it's just let's be a bit more fun about it. Uh, and uh, I have actually I've written down two. So Dan's line when Taylor opens the door and he's like, oh, upgrade. I thought that needed a little mention, but it's, it's super creepy. Um, so I've gone for, uh, well, game on, Vivica. And she's like, Erica, whatever. So I'm going to go that little sequence there what about yourself that's a good one i actually i wrote down a couple um they've all been said i think already uh but thanks a lot guys you've been acceptable i really like that (laughs) um the upgrade line i wrote that one down as well um but the one i'm going to go with was a chris keller line i think it was slept on it was it was good he said the difference between wannabes and successes is grabbing opportunity and I think that's so true. There's so many people that could have whatever it is that they want, but so many people just don't do it. It's like Nike have had it right this entire time. Just do it. <laughs> um, a favorite song, Carly? Um, I guess I'm going to go for the record song, but I don't know what it was. Well, speaking of the records, something I just wanted to mention, the blonde one in there has no lines of dialogue. She technically could have been background. She sings, yes, but she has no lines. All of the, there's the other one had all of the lines. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have her. But Dom, uh, song? Uh, there was a song by Keen in there which you know comes up fairly regularly which i think was she has no time so i'll go with that one i actually downloaded that one this morning as well my first keen song interesting what's your first keen song i have yeah Uh, i'm gonna choose tyler hilton's when it comes though i really like that song okay so wait is that all of them Oh, and the worst character. I'm going to go first because they always get taken and then it's like I'm just copying people. <laughs> Haley, Fuck you, Haley. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Carly, yours? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's that? Did you want me to take that out? No, no, no. I'm just saying you're going to get some backlash for that. <laughs> I guarantee you I won't receive a single message about that. I'm sure, unless you messaged right afterwards, but no, I don't think I will. I think I've said much worse and not had anything. Yeah, people, so <laughs> about Peyton, which people don't care that much. People care a lot. And think about <laughs> it. <laughs> I care about Haley. She's my favorite female character in this show, but she deserves it on this one. That's fair. Um, I think I would say. I think I'd say Chris. I think he's just really digging the knife in for no reason. 
unnecessary. And just not, he's not that much fun right now. It's like, eh. Sometimes he can be fun. This is just, don't like it. Yeah, fair. Dom? I agree with one of you. Oh, Sorry. I <laughs> no, it's going to be Carly. It's going to be you because he hates Chris. I, as much as I'm completely heartbroken and upset by Haley and her actions, it's Chris. Chris is just a total dick. So. <laughs> wow. Fair. Fair enough. I can't. I can't. You know. These, these are your decisions. These are your judgments. That's why we do it. Well, before we get to the precious, precious rating, Dom, you wasn't here for the, these last bits. So I feel it's only fair, though Tammy did an excellent job, that you also get to call these people ravens, just in case, you know, they, they want to hear it from, from you. They, maybe they don't. I mean, they got it from Tammy, but just in case. And then we also had some new patrons as well. Shall I do my impression of Tammy doing an impression of me? <laughs> <laughs> Her impression of you was better than you doing you. I was basically was so Dick, the, Dick the Van one, Dyke and Mary Poppins. The one that got me the most is, I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> so good. All right, mate. You've just become a raven. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, funnily enough, the first one is at Hall of Fame, Tammy. Tammy, you'd stand in wannabe. You've just become a raven. At Hall of Fame, Crystal. Crystal, you've just become a raven. Hall of Fame, Daniel. Daniel, you've just become a raven. Katie at Hall of Fame. Katie, you've just become a raven. At Hall of Fame with an E, Alicia. (laughs) Alicia with an E, you've just become a raven. Seb, Hall of Fame. Welcome, Seb. You've just become a raven. Coming in at Varsity, we have Christina. Christina, you've just become a raven. Also coming in at Varsity, we have Rihanna. The The Rihanna. (laughs) I need an answer. (laughs) No, it's a better Rihanna. Better Rihanna, you've just become a raven. Coming in at Hall of Fame, John. 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 Hi, John. You've just become a raven. John just like binged the whole podcast in like the last three weeks. He's up to date now, so he needs that additional content. Hold well on, John. And then, literally, just happened like a couple hours ago. Nathaniel, like day one, Patreon has upgraded to Hall of Fame. Nathaniel, you are a raven. Ravens, thank you. We are humbled so humbled we're almost at 50 we're at 49 patrons which is insane absolutely insane we're incredibly grateful for you all thank you so much and you know for you i will never stop bothering wayne until (laughs) everyone has a full wardrobe of everything they want ravens related (laughs) i'll do that i shall wayne wayne would leave that you know whatever he'd, he'd skip cisco he'd just skip the country he'd leave that country so you couldn't track him down you think between me magdalena and marine we couldn't find him <laughs> good point good point <laughs> well okay let's get to the precious precious rating 
Carly, did you have a number in your head before we started talking? No. Don't say what it is. But I do. <laughs> I can have one. I have one. You have one? Okay. Dom, did you have a number before? You know how this goes. I did. Up, down. Up by one. Okay. What about you? I had one and I've stuck with it. Oh, okay. Oh, I know what you're gonna okay. do. I've got a f- really? Yeah, I think I'm I think you still have the same number and I'll have a different number. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. okay. I'm ready when you are. We'll see. Okay. So after three, all at the same time. One, two, three, eight seven. Ooh. I overshot. Ooh. What did you say, Carly? Nine? Yeah, nine. And Dom with an eight and me with a seven. Wow, I think that's the first time that's happened. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. And you being lower than me as well. Interesting. Crazy. Okay, well, who want, who, Carly, who do you want? You choose which one of us will begin with why we gave it that number. Uh, Simon. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> he hadn't prepared I... for that. <laughs> You'd actually thought you'd go to me. <laughs> That's like the hardest you've laughed this whole episode. <laughs> because because I, I wish others could see your face. I almost want you to just have that snippet of recording. So as soon as Carly went, Simon, you went. <laughs> just pure, like, there's almost a brief moment of panic. Like, oh, crap. <laughs> I have to talk yeah. again. Okay. Um. I gave it a seven because I just get frustrated with this storyline. I mean, that's probably not necessarily the greatest reason because it's written to have that function. But as we'd said previously, the the show has built us up to have this faith in Nathan and Haley. They're like, our, we are like protective over them. We want them to remain solid and true and happy and get through all of these hurdles and obstacles and they're like taylor really pisses me off um i find her so frustrating i have on every single watch and she's in this way too much uh, i did enjoy the dan elements but i think with season two in general not that i would ever skip a season because i i couldn't watch a show like that but in that way but if I was to skip a season of One Tree Hill, it would be season two. I mean, especially for me personally, there's no basketball, um, which is a massive part of what drew me to the show initially um, and, you know, parts that I enjoy. Like, Dom, this isn't a spoiler because I've already told you, but basketball comes back in the next season and it's glorious. And I, I dare say now that that is a reason why people love season three and season four is the basketball elements are back in because it feels quintessentially one tree hill anyway so yeah so to me i I, i'd give this a a seven carly what are your reasons for a nine could can i get you to a seven or can you convince us to go to a nine i i feel like i agree with you that it's it's really hard to watch it's not a storyline i love but i do think it's a good storyline especially like the my first time watching it i think like without spoiling anything like this isn't a spoiler for the future but i think just like where nathan and Haley are now i don't think 
if this doesn't happen, if they don't, like, push each other and grow and, like, if they stay in this place where they just sacrifice everything for each other and just stay in their little bubble, I don't think they would have have any. I don't know. I just don't think it's... I think it's really hard, but I think it's, like, part of the journey. And I think Brooke is so good in this episode. It's really exciting, like, watching her, like, grow so much, I think. Every other character... I think Dan is so good in this episode and has everyone right where he wants them. He's, like, making Nathan feel left out. He's making Lucas feel uncomfortable, making Karen and Keith. Like, Dan is, like, has such good villain moments. Like, I think it's just everyone's kind of coming into, like, who they are as a character, and I don't know. Things get upset. Okay, and Dom? Some very good points from, from both of you, and I originally went from a, a 7 and changed to an 8, because I, I actually think uh, as much as the storyline of, of Haley and Nathan has been, you know, very upsetting and is, you know, upsetting the balance of... of their relationship and and how it comes across and and people like chris and taylor are thrown in to um be you know they're there to offset that balance aren't they that's that's their whole purpose that's the point of them um and i actually find taylor less irritating than chris um at the moment i'm sure that'll change you know taylor might not even be in it for much longer i'm not sure but um you've kind of got to draw on the rest of the episode and you've got to look at how you know, Lucas has gone from lying to Keith to lying to Karen to now having to live with Dan and Dan's moments as a whole and Whitey being there and kind of having the nice touchy, touching moments with, with Jake and, you know, taking over the the school election kind of class and stuff like that. And then you look at Brooke as a, as a whole from the episode and Felix being a bit of a non-starter is, is always you know a positive sign of a good episode um and uh, uh, just brooke going kind of from strength strength to strength um and having that really strong moment at the end um even when she turned around to mouth and says you know we can't be friends anymore and, and mouth saying yeah i totally agree we can't be friends anymore i think that's a really good moment there's some really really good moments throughout the entire episode that we've that we've mentioned throughout our episode um and i think that as we discussed it and as things come to light and as you know both of you mention different things and different aspects that you like it pushed me up a bit and I realized actually on the whole as much as that's the storyline of Chris Haley and Nathan is a bit of a ball ache and and quite upsetting the rest of the episode is actually really good so that's why I think it's an eight okay not quite a nine though so how in my books how are we gonna how are we gonna meet here I mean we could I mean, eight is in the middle. I'm fine. Um, okay, and Dom, you're happy to stick with the eight. I mean, if I I I get the to convince you, it's it's a bit better than what you originally thought. That's that's a positive note, and yeah, a little win for Dom. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me not want. I know, to I, yeah, that's why I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> No, I'm happy. I'm happy to go to an eight. So excellent. We certify this episode as an eight out of ten. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help us out by rate, review, subscribe. You hear us say it every week, but have you done it? 
let's be honest with yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror tonight. Have you given the Ravens podcast a five-star review? If you haven't, look deeper into your own eyes and question yourself and your self-worth in, fact, in this world. In fact, look deeper into your phone and to your podcast app <laughs> and just press the little five-star. <laughs> no, we're just joking. But, um, but for real, though, we really want these reviews because... We want to be the number one One Tree Hill podcast. That's what we want to do. And we've kind of hit all of these marks that we've set ourselves. This is actually the last goal. Um, and we're only midway through season two. So this is the, our final thing is to get over 200 reviews. And then we've hit every mark that we want to do. Um, apart from now, I want these hats. But, <laughs> How many? Uh, you know. How many reviews are there so far? Do you know? Oh, sorry, they cut there for a second. Um, we were at 75, which isn't bad considering there's nine seasons and we're only, you know, one and a half in. So That's great. But we we need another 125. How many people do you generally, you know, at work? A lot. So, yeah, I certainly could spread the, spread the message. Take phones, it's fine. Yeah, just take me all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, are you good for 10 at least? Yes, I'll, I will pledge 10. I got you. You want to wait for our competition, though. We're going to do a competition where if you... Have you heard about this? For probably. I feel like there's a lot of competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is to win... Uh, a basketball bag, a gym bag that was used in the show. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's one of the basketball bags. It's a one in six chance that it was Nathan's, um, but it was definitely used and on screen and whatever. So the person that gets us the most reviews by screenshotting the reviews and sending them to us will win that bag. So that could be you. Could be. Or Do you want that bag? The kindness of my heart. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> well Cardi you have been awesome we have really 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 enjoyed speaking with you getting to know you better hearing your perspective and insight which has been great and it's great when we get you know you know differing perspectives as well because then we can have the debate and not to say that we were like disagreeing on everything but it was um yeah I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, yeah thank you so much for your support and time. No, thank you guys so much for having me. It was so fun. It, it's it's yeah great getting to know you. Lovely having you on the podcast and hearing your perspectives and um just the, the, getting the opportunity to have someone on with it that you know either a different point of view or reaffirming our point of view sometimes is is always good. So and it adds that extra dynamic and you've done it fantastically. So thank you for joining us and thank you for being great. Awesome. Thank you. Hopefully I'll see you guys if I can make it to any of the watch alongs. That'd be great. Yeah. Hopefully. But Carly, you're not going nowhere just yet. Yeah, it's season season three lined up, season four lined up, 2025. (laughs) We're going to Wilmington. Oh yeah. But I mean, right this second, we're not done. We've we've got a a Ravens chant to do. I'm ready. And you, my friend, get to choose the accent. I'm so bad at accent. <laughs> American. 
Well, if if you're going to do American, it has to be a different American accent to your own. Mm. (laughs) I can try for a British accent, but it's going to be insulting, probably. We're okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) We're very okay with that. Okay. We go posh British. Should we go? I don't know if I can do that. Okay, I'll do a Southern accent. How about that? Southern American. Southern American, yeah. Well, it means we've all got. Because if you want to do, like Whitey. Oh. (laughs) Dom's Whitey is really good. I can't. How? What's the? How does a Southern? Southern American. It's about America. God bless America. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> did I just did I just lose us listeners? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you lost me. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Dom, will you do the honors, my friend? Do I, do I need to yee-haw at the beginning? Is that? <laughs> I think that's offensive. <laughs> That was that was a joke. Oh god. <laughs> hey y'all. That's good. That's pretty perfect. All right. <laughs> Gotta do that as you're doing it. With Andy written on the bottom of the foot. <laughs> Toy cowboy. Okay. Here we go. Ravens on three, y'all. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>